What's up, guys? This is Gus from Gus Villa Jewelry. Welcome to the very first episode of the podcast. In typical Gus Villa fashion, we absolutely fudged everything up, as you're probably going to be able to see right now. There was a technical issue with the brand new screen that we had just purchased. We should have probably tested it out before we went live with it, but we just said, screw it, we're going to roll with it, and it ended up being a disaster. Debated it for a while whether to actually publish it or not. We said, probably you guys are going to enjoy it because I think you're going to get a really good value out of it. So never mind all the technical aspects of it. You're probably going to see a bunch of things that look a little weird, but hopefully you like it. everybody so this is my very first that was the worst intro i probably could have ever come up with <laughs> it's episode one man <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean? yeah no Just no let to, it be, be. to be fair this episode is probably gonna suck so anyway so uh welcome to the gvj let's talk bling podcast that's the best name i could come <laughs> up with on such short notice to be fair i thought of like six other names and that's really honestly the best one that i can you've been thinking with. about doing this for a year yeah yeah, yeah. And th that's not short notice yeah, yeah yeah so basically this podcast is uh, i'll give you a formal introduction so people can know exactly what i'm talking about here because if you're not familiar with who I am, my name is Gus Villa. I am a jewelry business owner of Gus Villa Jewelry. I started this podcast to talk about jewelry and watches. Obviously, that's like the main thing. But we're also going to talk to a bunch of people that I find just interesting in general. Um, some people that may be about jewelry. Some people may not be about jewelry. Some people may be uh, what I would think would resonate with some other people or just find interesting in general. So without further ado... Uh, yeah, let's get this thing popping. My first guest ever in this podcast, I debated this for a very, very, very long time. Um, is this a podcast that I've been wanting to do, like I said, for probably over a year? I've been throwing out the idea of, say, you know, buying a bunch of camera gear, turning this mics on and, and just kind of peeling back the curtain on the jewelry world uh, because I feel like it gets a lot of a bad rap on like online, specifically with a lot of these young jewelers, and you're going to hear me say this a lot because it's something that I truly believe in, like a lot of these uh, types of jewelers that get portrayed online are usually popping bottles. Um, you know, they're popping champagne, they're throwing dollars in the air, they're telling them I'm the best in the game, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is 99% of us are not like that. We're just some regular cats just trying to kind of make it in this world, uh, going through a lot of struggles, going through um, a lot of ups and downs. A lot of the people who did make it went through a lot of these struggles. You know what I mean? So I kind of want to tell those stories. That's for the most part. But also, I want to tell the story of just regular people. Some regular people that may be just listening to this podcast and be like, you know, I'm going through similar situations. I'm going through, uh, you know, situations of self-doubt. Uh, just regular, every day, I go to McDonald's, I order off the dollar menu type of cats. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, this first guest that I'm going to introduce is one of my really, really dope friends. Uh, I think he's one of my best friends ever in the world. I've known him for a real long time. Uh, he is a DJ here in Miami. He is as hardcore of a Miami guy as you're probably ever going to find in the 305. And um, we've gone through a lot of crazy ups and downs. We've started in places that people, you know, we're, we're all going to hear about him now from the guy himself. And uh, it's a guy that I bounce a lot of ideas off. He bounces a lot of ideas off. And I think he's a really interesting dude. And I really think that uh, he's going to be 
quite a treat for the people, especially this being the first podcast. So without further ado, introducing DJ Mello. Hey, what's going on, brother? Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say I thought I was a surefire first pick. So I'm, I'm no, to be fair. You know, you I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be fair, you were not. To be fair, I kind of felt good about that. You know what I mean? No, here's the thing. I struggled with you being the number one dude because the thing is, so like the first podcast has to be kind of the introduction to what I want everything else to be. So almost like the the backbone to everything. So I was like, oh my gosh, should I go get one of my jeweler friends? Should I be like, yo, dog, let's go get you know big big star or whatever to just kind of like set waves in this podcast but then i realized nah bro like you know what like this first conversation like look i'll be honest with you like i'm nervous doing this podcast it's the first time that i got cameras in front of me i got a mic same same yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so a lot of these things that i'm gonna express are just straight up like i wanted to be real so i think the first podcast that i want to do and the reason why I debated it is because I want to do that big splash, but I also want it to sound natural and I want it to sound like cool. And I want you people to hear the nervousness in my voice, kind of like right. how it is right now. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, I think that I would be a double nervous if I had someone who I couldn't just be real with. Right, who I couldn't right, just right, be like, right, right, right. yo, let's talk some, let's talk some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh so yeah, so this is uh this is Mello. Mello, go ahead and introduce yourself, tell you who you are. And uh yeah, without sounding too much like this is a A meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I do have a beer yeah, in my hand. Yeah, yeah, you, you know? do have a beer. Anyway. Um, I'm DJ Mello, man. I'm an open format DJ here in Miami. Been doing it for uh, actually in a couple weeks, it's gonna be six years now. Six six years. Effing years. But I'll say this, and I tell this to everybody. Mm. The first two, three years, and you know this, I had no idea what I was doing. S- sucking ass. I was just sucking wind. That was. <laughs> yeah. It was a disaster. I wasn't using Serato. I didn't know what the Serato was. Right, it was but, but explain what Serato is, because no one has a clue what right. Serato is. Serato is the, the, the program that most DJs use. I mean, there's Tractor. There's a bunch of other ones, but the one that mainly DJs use is Serato. Okay. And okay, so now like obviously you're a DJ, right? So this is kind of what I want to dissect with most people when they come on this podcast because yeah, <clears throat> you've had much success, right? You've had success now where you're playing in really big venues and you're doing all this stuff, but you know, let's take it back, right? So let's take it back to where you didn't and kind of let's just kind of start dissecting it to where kind of you're at now and if we get sidetracked down the road, one well, right. Screw it. Well, that's what we do it. So Take the audience back to when you first started, when it where you weren't DJ Mello, where you were just some <laughs> scrub ass dude who I used to know <laughs> working at a cell phone store because I was working yeah, there too. So right, right. Yeah, well, that's yeah, how yeah. we met. That's yeah, how. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, Word. kind of how we met, right? Uh-huh. It was, uh, yeah, it was yeah, kind of yeah, how we yeah. met. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was just basically, and there's nothing wrong with this. I mean, I was working at T-Mobile. I was going through the management thing. Sure. You know, I want to be the store manager. I want to be the DM. I want to move oh, up you that. Such a loser. I was the <laughs> key guy. Remember the key? The key. There's okay. Full disclosure. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. There's it's no- just. <laughs> All right, we're going to put a photo it's on me, the screen it's me. It's a yeah. me. <laughs> of what you look like now <laughs> and what you look That's like awful. then. Yeah, he used to know. carry sure. a carabiner with keys. You know what I'm and saying? And I thought I was raw. Like, I thought that was, like, the thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a manager. What a loser. Uh, you know what I mean? I was a loser. No, yeah, no. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. You know no, what I'm not saying? At all. Not at all. Uh, no, hell no. No, hell no. So I was going through that. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I was married, uh, wife pregnant. The whole thing, right? right? And wife. So there was a lot of things that that were happening, which are amazing things. You know, I'm not knocking. Sure. I'm not sitting here, you know, saying, "Sure, oh yeah, I'm knocking this." No, that's amazing stuff. But sure. it did make me think 
a lot about, you know, where I was going with it, what I was going to teach my daughter, right? Mm. Like what I was going to show her, you know, things like things like that, you know. So what was your plan? Like what 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 did back then, let's say for instance we before teleport. you showed up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If uh, six months, six years, <laughs> yeah. six years ago, what was the mentality of someone? So maybe someone could be like, oh, okay, cool. That's kind of how I'm thinking now. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was that. It was going up, being a store manager, right, at T-Mobile, which mm. they pay great. There's great benefits. There's all kind of great things that mm. you could do with mm. that. Move up to DM and then just do that. Live the corporate life, right? I think to put it in, in mm. better terms, which, man, that's... I'm gonna say it's a safe route, but it's definitely a good route to go with. It's a it's a safe route. I mean, sure, you know what sure. I'm saying. So that's kind of what I I wanted stability. I I worked for the company already since 2010, right? right? So I had I knew a lot of people. I had networked with a lot of people, and I was just moving up in the company, man. I was already interviewing for store manager positions. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, can I tell you? <clears throat> I'll tell you a secret that I've never actually commented to you before, but I remember. When I first met you, full disclosure, I met him. I was an actual employee. I had uh, I had traveled for about two years, so I'd quit my job. And the only per people that would give me a job was the company that I used to work with, which was T-Mobile. This is where we, where we met. And I met him because one of my good friends, uh, shout out to MJ, um, he was the one who got me a job at with Jenny because he, him and Jenny were really Jenny cool. Jenny so, Yeah. So, my dog. Yeah. So anyway, we yeah, he got me a job. And when I started working there, I remember specifically... Our other boy that we know what knows him as well. But anyway, he told me, he's like, yo, this is my boy, Melo. He's like, he's really cool, you know? And I was like, ah, I don't know how cool he is, dog, you know? Because I was seen with the standard. Carabiner. I mean, that's standard. You standard. still standard. do it to this standard. day. Standard, 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 standard to this day. You know. Standard to this day, I question everything. But it, I remember saying a joke to you, and it was like a real dark joke, yeah. like one of our type of jokes. And I remember, and I remember like you sitting there and laughing, but it was like a half-assed laugh. And, I, and then you like went back into your like, you know, like, like I'm like incorporated or whatever. With my keys. Yeah, 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 yeah. With your keys jangling. And I was like, ah, oh, he kind of gets it. He kind of gets that. He gets, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. And it was like a really. dead mom joke, too. It was yeah. like something was really like, dark. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good dark ones. one. Yeah, the it was ones, a really dark one. Ones. And then that's when I was like, okay, maybe he's cool. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And that was the first time. And then the, and then afterwards, you came over to Blake's crib or to, to uh, what's this guy's name? Your boy, Juan. Whatever, one of our boys, and we all met up in that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But anyway, so go, go anyway, back to your. Uh... Yeah, so with all that said, uh, so basically it was that. It was just going through that corporate life, and then essentially you showed up, man. That's the, that's the way it goes in my story, right? Mm. And we were sitting there, and it was one of those times that we were hanging out at the house. Sure. Uh, <laughs> we are you know, having beers. Same thing that we're doing right now, really. Kind but of. just in a balcony, and I started playing music, right? Because another thing that we bonded over was the fact that we enjoyed a lot of the same music that a lot of people really didn't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, the old Aventura. You, you mm, know, let's get it. Yeah, let's right, get right, it. Exactly. That's, <laughs> I don't really know it. if I want to tell that. You no, know, no, story. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it. Let's get, let's, get, let's get grimy. Let's get personal. No, so, you know, so we were sitting there, you know, and that's how my story begins. That's the story that I tell everybody. When they ask me, how did you start DJing? That's where the story starts, right? Where we're sitting there, we're drunk, we're drinking Black Label, what a doers. No, it wasn't even doers, it was Jim Beam. No. Yeah, remember really? we drink handles at Jim Beam. Yeah, that's just, I thought that's, it was doers, which is worse, really. Yeah, I, think. I mean, whatever. They're one of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we probably had doers at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So we're sitting there, we're drunk, and I'm playing music off of this little app, right? And then mm. in one of the videos that I put on Instagram, I, I said it as I started DJing off of this little app. It's called DJ Pro. And I just started playing music. Does I the app still exists or not? The app actually is like making huge strides. 
Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. out there. It's out there. It's out there. Shout out to I'll, DJ Pro. Yeah. If you're, you know, if your app is still out there, you could don't, start right, that way. No, no. Yeah, right. You could start that way. You could. Don't use don't use DJ Pro to start. No, oh, really? <laughs> okay, okay. Bad advice. Right. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. I mean, you know what? Maybe, I don't know. I haven't used it. I mean, mm. I guess, but then like you're going to eventually have to move on from it. Sure. But anyways. Of course. Anyway. So that's where the story starts, you know, and, and I'm playing music and I started kind of like mixing. I always kind of had an idea. I always enjoyed DJing. It was just one thing that I never really uh, wanted to follow. I was scared, right? I was scared mm -hmm. to, to do it, right? Sure. To DJ in front of people. I did it here and there for a couple of friends at like some little house parties and stuff like that. But it was just literally no pressure. Like it was either me or Pandora, right? Yep. So I was like, ah, that, me, you yeah, know, yeah, that yeah, works. Yeah. I could just yeah. put two songs together and we're cool. You know what Did I mean? Did you, were you blending the songs I remember no, at the time? No, no. Yeah, it was it, just, it, it was, was more like song selection. Right. It right, was God. me attempting to blend them. Okay. Right. But I couldn't blend. I didn't even know what it meant to blend the song. <laughs> right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, so, right, right, right. So, and then I remember you saying like, why don't you do this like for real? Mm. Right. And that was just drunk talk. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We were drunk. I mean, to you, you were probably like the next day, if I would have never brought it up, you would have been like, yeah, all right, cool. We were just drunk. Like it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But it stuck with me. It stuck with me for a while, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm like, I realized where I was in my life. I was at a crossroads, right? D uh, did you realize at that moment or? I realized after thinking about it, like it was like one of those like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. And then like. But then it just kind of lingered in the back. Of <laughs> yeah, head. Oh, right. Right. Okay. You know, like when the movies, when you're like, ha ha, and then yeah, like it just like, like zooms into you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You, like the you. like the the Ben Affleck. Hello, darkness. <laughs> the zoom in. The zoom. <laughs> the zoom in. And I was like, oh man, like you uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I I thought about it for a while, and then once I started talking about it more, you got into it. You mm -hmm. were like, oh no, now we're sober. Now now I'm into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And I think I I bought I I had a. My ex-wife, she bought a controller for me. Like so a little calculator. She yeah, did? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. It was what? Because I don't remember when it was, but my birthday came around the corner. Mm -hmm. So I asked for that, right? Mm -hmm. But it was still kind of like a, almost like a gag gift. You know what I mean? Like, all right, cool. You're like, whatever, cool. You want to do sure. your little thing, you know, whatever, sure. straight. I ended up practicing. I ended up, you know, for a little bit and I made my first mix ever. And it was my Osuna mix. You remember that mix? Mm-hmm. The Osuna mix was the well, you probably, you don't, probably don't even remember, but I like don't this remember, is, actually. so I made this Osuna mix right. Olivia was born already; she was my daughter. She was uh, a couple months, if anything, you know what I mean. Sure. I made this Osuna. When Osuna was popping, like mm. when I was like, "Oh, this guy's the next mega star," you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, was, uh, I mean, okay. I mean, he kind of did, yeah, but anyways. Yeah. So I made that mix, and I still have that mix, and it's an awful, <laughs> just <laughs> really terrible mix, and I sent it to you. Right. And here's what happened. You heard it and you loved it. Did I? Yeah. yeah. You were like, yo, the I'm mix was so good. He's like, let me start doing your content on social media. Start an Instagram. And that's kind of when things got a little more real. Right. Oh, because man. the thing about. Well, that's funny. I, I, this is the first time I'm actually remembering all this. <laughs> yeah. OK. Uh -huh. So then I created the Instagram. I took those pictures in my little <laughs> UM uh, hat with a little. Uh, all right. We'll put them up on the screen <laughs> yeah, so you can see how <laughs> horrifying these pictures were, by the way. And I sent them to you and you were like, oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Jesus Christ. You were like, perfect. I'm going to post these and then, you know, we'll talk about it more tomorrow, right? Because it was at night. It was like 11, almost midnight, Jesus you know? Jesus Christ. So we started the Instagram 
And then the next day, now you have a game plan. You, you have, I don't have a game plan. I don't even know what's happening. Sure. I'm, I just made a mix because sure. just to make a mix, you know, if you would have said, Hey, that mix sucks. And let's just like, forget about it. Yeah. 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 I, I wouldn't be here right now. Right. Right. <laughs> you know right, 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 right. We wouldn't be sitting here right now. Hey, is it more, I don't, you know, I don't remember the mix. I think I remember, I kind of remember it, but I still have it. I'll send it to you. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> it's not good. Um, <laughs> I remember at the time thinking to myself and I'll like, I don't actually don't remember. I remember the conversation of us in the, so let me give you a little backstory. Let me give you the other people, the backstory. We used to get, uh, we used to get just plastered drunk because we're idiots, but more so specifically because your wife at the time was pregnant. We didn't want to go anywhere to a bar or something and leave her alone. So we would say like, it was, this was like once a week on a Saturday We'd be like, okay, cool. Rather than going out and drinking, whatever, you know, she's pregnant. Let's be near her if she needs anything, whatever. Right. She's asleep on the couch. And we just we used to go to the balcony and just like kind of blow off some steam and just yeah. talk some shit. And watch then heat like games. Yeah, watch heat on. games, uh, you know, drink cheap alcohol. And that was it, you know? And I re- the way I remember the story was, you know, you used to play these really, really uh, cool, I want to say songs, but like they were like these mixes were like, because again, we would relate to the different types of music that we would play. But specifically, I remember the feeling, at least when I saw the potential of it, was you would play a song, whatever song it was, and then you would play another song that was even better than the last one. And because it would rile me up in a way, you used to like be really motivated by that. You know what I mean? So like it was... How can I, like, I was the first person you ever played to. You know what I mean? I was your first crowd. Now you play for a crowd of thousands and thousands of people. But, like, back then, I was the first person who would react when you would play that next song. And I remember seeing it in your voice and being like, damn, bro, like, he really finds that particular skill and that particular action really enjoyable. Yeah, You know what I mean? So sometimes I would sell it even more so just so that you could play another song that was even better than that. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then I remember specifically your question or, you know, you, you saying it and you were like, Hey, why don't I like, imagine if I was a DJ and then I said it being serious, but also like, you know, in a satirical way, I was like, yeah, no, like, let's do it. Like, let's, let's actually make it happen, okay, that, you know? Oh yeah, okay, okay. And then that's how we remember that specifically. And then I don't remember the, the tsunami mix, but I remember sitting there in the back of my head thinking like, man, I don't know what the hell a DJ does, right? I'm completely clueless at this time. I'm just a regular dude working at the mall, just like you are. And I remember sitting there and thinking, be like, yo, dude, like, this is something that like, he is very good at. I remember thinking back then, you probably were trash, <laughs> right? But I remember sitting there and thinking, be like, oh, this guy is David Guetta. You know, <laughs> like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, sensation yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he needs to be on the radio. Like, <laughs> now. Like, I don't know yeah, why yeah, he's yeah. not there No, he needs to be know, right now, right now on the radio. He's like, a savant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Prodigy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and I think that that's like, I, I mean, it doesn't take that many people to believe in you, but I believed in you from the first time I, uh, heard you and your passion for it like it's very rare that you get to see or talk to someone who is so that you could instantly tell some passion for you know what i mean like you know like when you talk to like famous artists or whatever and they could just talk about all day long for one specific thing like i feel that from the moment you started playing in front of me even if it was just a couple of first times it was just you messing around on an app you enjoyed it and it just came so incredibly natural to you and that's kind of where i was just like Oh, this kid, this guy's got something. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm attracted to that type of pe- person who is so incredibly 
uh, motivated by anything that they do and that they're passionate about it. And bro, you could like clean, you know, fucking shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. If and you're I, passionate I, I'm about it. I'm a firm it, believer in that. Yes, absolutely. I want to clean shoes too. Right, right, you right, know what right, I'm saying? Right, like, right. It's, it's, it's like that. So yeah, that's kind of the, the take that I want to take. But anyway, so what happens after now you got your first stupid little controller, which my let's be serious. I remember that. <laughs> it was abysmal. <laughs> abysmal, my guy. I still have it as well. Do you I really? still have it okay, as well. Cool. Yeah. It's a little calculator, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it was the worst thing. It was the worst thing ever. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, so what happened after that was, so we did the Instagram. Well, I did it, and then you just took over it, right? Right. And then you started. So you create content, right? This is sure. this is what you've been doing yep. for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't your first rodeo then. Like, you were like, yo, I'm really good at this. Yeah. So I can help you. Yeah. Like if you are gonna put effort, yeah, I'll I'll put effort. And yeah. I was like, let's get it. You know yeah. what? Let's yeah. get it. Yeah. I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause now I kind of think things through a little bit, right? I mm. think I'm like, mm, okay, like maybe, maybe not. But back then, I don't know why I didn't have any reason behind saying, yeah, let's get it. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think that now because you're a bit older, you maybe if let's say for instance you would have played out as a T-Mobile manager, would you take that risk now at 35? No. Really? No. Okay. Mm, I don't think so. Mm, damn. I mean, because if I didn't do it then, like, that was literally the last chance. I feel, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that was, like, the last chance. Like, what's the ch the shelf life on this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. That would, I mean, you could. Don't get me wrong. And, and if you want to do it, I, that's what I'm about. Like, if yeah. you want to be 34, 35, 36 and start, then start. But in your particular circumstances, in, you wouldn't do it. No, I, I don't think so, man. Six. I don't think so. I, who knows, but I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. If I put myself in that situation, probably not. Yeah. Probably because not. I remember when you started, like, and even there, like, you now had the mix or whatever. And then now, kind of the hard part right. was now, okay, cool. Now I believe in myself, right. quote unquote, cool. whatever. Now it was like, okay, now let's put this plan in motion, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the part where I remember thinking, Okay, that's not your particular forte. Your forte right. is like it's like a you know the artist, and then there's the person who gets them the booking. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. Like they they just know how to sing. Right. They're very very good at singing, right. but maybe they suck at like everything. You else. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, in a way. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I was. Yeah, you know? that's kind of where I started helping you yeah, out. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like what what comes after that, and like at what point do you start having maybe saying okay, cool, like maybe this could actually happen. Yeah. You know. It, it all happened really fast, man. If you really think about it, we sure. did the first gig at the spillover, right? Mm, mm. And the way that you told me this story was you started calling people. You went and you put like top 20 bars or nightclubs in Miami. <laughs> yeah, so up. I'm assuming you shout called out to Yelp. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming you called Live. You probably, yeah, you know pro probably. You probably. called God knows. Space. Like yeah, you yeah. were like, I'm just going down the list from <laughs> one to 150. <laughs> yeah. If you guys aren't familiar, uh, these are all very, I mean, this is where top tier talent plays yeah, right like yeah, if you're yeah. these would be like like only exclusive entrances Correct. to these kind of places Correct. maybe not yeah, space, yeah, drake like, yeah, drake yeah, raps yeah. about it lil right, wayne raps right, about right. these things uh right, right, right. all these people yes mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. so that's yeah sure live space all that stuff so um i mean i don't know maybe you did maybe you didn't but you told me you were going down the list mm. you know so obviously yeah. you know from that to like 150 and you got to like 147 yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i probably did i probably did and it was the spillover yeah. Right. Yeah. And the spillover was like, man, I want I, I, we want a DJ, actually. Yeah. And he can play some like old school reggae. Right. Like Night Nurse. 
I, I don't know why that song always sticks out to me when I think about the spillover Night Nurse. That's like <laughs> Gregory Isaac. Yeah, 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 great song. Great but like song. that's what they wanted. That was the vibe that they wanted, right? Yeah, right yeah. And then they, but they told you there was like, there's no budget. He can get uh, uh, food. He can get food. He can get drinks. A time, <laughs> a God, Which horrible. was also limited. It yeah. wasn't even like I could just get unlimited. Sure. Like you know, sure. So. I did I did the spillover and it was more so I remember because I was I was telling you I'm like yo I'm nervous to do this right yeah yeah and at this point I had these little cheap speakers too oh right? they told you you had to bring your own gear yeah I had to bring my own gear like that's Oof. crazy any Gosh. DJ that know <laughs> I mean it was my first gig so I mean that, that was good to me I was like oh Hell what yeah. I get free food like yeah. let's get it nobody's yeah. ever given me anything to DJ <laughs> you know what I'm saying so let's get it you yeah. know so Hell I yeah. did all that yeah. and it was more so to get the like the the nervousness out to finally play in front of strangers now right mm. and i almost i almost didn't do it right i'm thinking i'm like nah i'm not gonna i'm not i'm not doing this like this is in the grove right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i was like at that point i was like yo you know what gus went through all this effort like calling people going out of his way for no reason for his stupid friend <laughs> that we got drunk one day you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah 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 on some <laughs> party. Yeah, just yeah, i yeah, mean yeah, we yeah. could whatever so i did it you know, uh -huh. I remember my my little sister came with me to help me set up, sure. but I could have set it up myself. I was just so nervous yeah, yeah. that I needed someone there. You couldn't. I think you were working, like you know sure. what I mean. A couple of friends actually came by that day. Yeah, I don't uh, remember. I don't uh, remember why I didn't show up, but yeah, go yeah, ahead. you were working because for sure you would like you were into it like that that you would have showed up. Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? I remember down the road when I was in other spots, like we'll get there, but yeah. you would call out. You would like you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just to show up. So you were really into it. You would have yeah. shown up. You were just like working or something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, a thousand. Anyways, I was so nervous. I didn't even like I drank one beer and I had two tacos. So the story goes that I DJed for two tacos and a beer. Right. That's oh that's my <laughs> God. That's terrible. And the tacos, they were all right. They were all right. The I beer mean, was fine, though. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, how I got that gig. I used to I used to call people down the list, and then um, there was a situation where finally someone answered the phone. Right. And when someone answered the phone, I used to say that I was Gus from GVJ Promotions, which yeah. of course that company <laughs> that company does not exist, by the way. And that I had this super insane guest i had this super like imagine this imagine this conversation i used to call him and be like hey this is gus from uh, gvj promotions i got this crazy guest who this guest dj who's coming into miami and he's look i'm looking to book some of his guests but i just want to see if you guys have a budget and if you guys are looking for djs and i remember like a couple of them telling me oh send me his epk or send me a mix you know and then of course we didn't have any of that obviously so and I got so one. So you saw my Osuna mix, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is an absolute, I mean, apocalypse of a fucking mix. And uh, so anyway, uh, so we get this. So I'm starting to call people from like GVJ Promotions, and I'm calling these. It was people. no, it was GV Promotions. It was G no, no, yeah, it was it wasn't GVJ. It was GV Promotions. GV, 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 Sorry, promotions, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to call people. I'd be like, oh, you know, I have this really cool client. He's coming in. Blah 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 blah. And then people would be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, send me his information. And then these were like the top tier people, right? They would ask me, oh, what's his name? And so, like, I would say, you know, it's DJ. But back then, uh, full disclosure, oh, oh. this is the name that I gave. Uh, <laughs> that no, wait, hold on, hold on. You told me you would not work with me. If I didn't have yeah, this name. Yeah, yeah. So I came up with the, just the most fucking atrocious name. It was called, his name is Mello. His real name is Enrique, yeah. full disclosure. Yeah. 
but we call him mellow. And so I was like, oh my God. I remember KD was like the man back then. So I was like, oh, it's a Durantula. So I was like, oh, it's the Melantula. <laughs> Which, like, let's be serious. That's you the made a shirt. You worst. made a shirt and everything. Hell was, yeah, like, hell yeah. I still want to call you that. that. <laughs> it's the Melantula. Which, come on, let's be serious. That's a horrifying name, my guy. That is whatever. It's dog. the worst. It's the worst. Thing. A- it's Ariel a- still <laughs> wants me to be. Melan- he still calls me Melantula. That to he be fair, I don't understand how people didn't just absolutely hang up the phone when I said my name was La Melantula, dog. So. Whatever, dog. <laughs> this Melantula, which, come on, let's be serious. It's a terrible name. I used to get him and be like, yo, this guy's coming in. So I didn't get, of course, everybody just hung up the phone on me. Yeah. But I was determined to get you one gig. Colin from The Spillover. Shout out to Colin. <laughs> Shout out Colin. Who even knows where he's at? Answers the phone. He's like, hey, listen, I can't pay him. But I need him, like, I could pay him with a gig or whatever. And then that's when he called me out. So at that point, I couldn't be like, oh, well, you know, he's a prestigious DJ. He's not going to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what I did, it was just like, all right, you know what? Like, he called me out, but I was, you know, I knew when to, like, kind of peel it back. Right. And I was like, you know what he could do? He's like, I could pay him a tab, but he needs to play, like, chill reggae music. And I was like, oh, awesome, man. He has a reggae mix. You did not have a reggae mix yes, at all. A reggae mix. And that's when I called him. I was like, Babo, make a reggae mix and make it today. And then that's <laughs> and when I made. And then that's when you didn't I even know about reggae. that reggae yeah. mix. You didn't know about reggae, and so then that's like what the I was old school reggae yeah. like that. And no, here's, yeah, here's why yeah. that story makes sense because <laughs> I told you you were like, "What kind of reggae do you like?" And I told him, "Bro, just play a little Gre- Gregory Isaacs." And you were like, "Oh, okay, cool. I don't even know who he is, but I'll download it." And you made the mix right, based right. on what I told you. But ultimately, that's how I got you that first gig. And then I remember you calling me and saying, "Like, bro, I'm in the parking lot." And I'm not going to walk in here and do this gig, yeah. you know, because you were so nervous. Yeah, was. And I was nervous working at T-Mobile like a jerk off <laughs> in a complete different city and be like, bro, you got to walk in there, dog. Because otherwise, like, I, you know, I'm going to do all of this, you know, <laughs> yeah, all this cold <laughs> calling. Yeah, yeah, all this cold calling for nothing, dude, because that's what it right, was. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. So when you actually did it and then you posted that picture on Instagram at the time, I was like, oh, my God, he actually got out of the car and actually did it. It was that, but we'll, we'll post that picture up too. Mm. Cause that's a legendary picture. Legendary. The picture. table's like three feet tall. Like it's oh, like a, it just, was the worst. Just an awful yeah, setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An awful setup. It was the worst. So, I, I mean, obviously getting those cobwebs out, right? So now you shake it off. Now you got your first one under yep. the belt. Yep. How, you know, what happens next? What What's the next move? I mean, I was still, I, I mean, I did it, but I was still like, I don't want to do that ever again. That was awful. That was <laughs> yeah. like, I, I think, uh, you I think know, it was crazy. Like, up, right? I don't think I even, I don't think I even told you this, but like I went off the rails a little bit. Right. Because he kind of gave me a little flexibility. He was like, yeah, just mainly reggae. Right. And I was like, okay, mainly, but I could still maybe, you know, venture off a little sure, bit. Right. Sure. So I kind of got into like some like fifties rock and stuff like that. And then he came by and he was like, yo, just. Just stick to the reggae dog. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. oh, he corrected it. So I bombed, in other words. <laughs> in other words, you so sucked. I sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they overpaid. Yeah, they should yeah, give yeah. me one taco. You know what I mean? <laughs> Two tacos and a beer, papa. That's gangster. Exactly, man. So um, after that, you kept calling. Yeah. After that, you kept calling. Yeah, sure. And then who'd you call, bro? Mo. My, my boy, Mo. My boy. Shout out to Mo from Hookah Shout out to Mo, man. I talked to him here and there still yeah, to this yeah, day, yeah, man. Yeah. To this yeah. day. To this day. Um, yeah, you called Mo from Hookah Village. And Mo was just like, yeah, nah, whatever. Like, anybody could have called. At that. Sure. I don't know what he was Doesn't into matter. at the time. But he was like, 
I got a hundred bucks for him to DJ for like five hours. And I was like, a hundred bucks? Are you kidding me? Like really? That was a big budget back then. That right? I mean, for me it was. No, sure. it wasn't a big budget for anybody. Sure, sure. No, for me, that was like a hundred bucks. Now you now I'm getting paid, dog. Yeah. Like that's if I do this every like once a week, that's four hundred dollars, man. Like yeah. that's like a car payment with insurance and all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so yeah. I was like, Yeah, let's get it. Didn't think twice about it. And then I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that day. I remember when you showed up and did the same thing. And happened. I did this, and that day I wasn't going because that was a bigger venue, right? So let's explain. Hookah Village is like an actual. Yes, yeah, Hookah Village. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's an actual place where there are people that show up to party, to party, right? And they want to go in there and they want to see a show, right? Okay, guys, let's. It's not live, right? right. It's no, not it's, eleven. No, you know, it's maybe five hundred square feet, maybe a little bit bigger <laughs> than that, maybe a thousand. Yeah, yeah, no bigger than yeah, that though. Yeah. BYOB, bring your, bring own, your beer, own beer. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. going to sit down, we're going to serve you hookahs, and then you'd have a DJ in the back that would play the music. You yep. know what I mean? So now here is a dude, yourself, who has done one gig, who's now going to get paid 100 <laughs> yeah. bucks. Regardless of how important that is, the, yeah. the money doesn't really matter. Right. It's more so just now there's going to be a crowd that actually can either love or hate right. what you're about Correct. to play. And you have, more importantly, a crowd in front of you. Yes. The crowd that's there for that. And three fucking weeks ago, yeah. you were just a regular carabiner <laughs> T-Mobile-ass cat, dog. Like, straight up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, like... Now walk, I was that and kind of a Yeah, DJ. walk me through that, man. Because that's, like, a step where your life is ultimately being rocked right. mentally yes. and, like... I would I would say like I wouldn't want to go too deep, but like maybe like spiritually, right. like your your body as a sense is telling you, don't go in there, Papo. Like we're we're doing activations, we're doing <laughs> yeah. cell phone sales, like, like yeah, what accessory you know, sales. This doing. is yeah, this yeah. is what you know. Now you're in a system where you're not necessarily so comfortable, and right. you're in a situation where someone has essentially forced you to be in an ambiance where you don't know if you're gonna <laughs> suck or not, dude. Yeah. That's that's Dude, that's crazy. Most people are not willing to right. pop open Correct. that door and say, all right, let's fucking get this Correct. dog. You know what Correct. I'm saying? And and they wouldn't be wrong, man. And they wouldn't be wrong. Like it's, I mean, maybe they would be wrong. I don't know. But mm. I, if they did, if they chose not to go that path, because it's, this is still hard to do. Sure. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. DJing. Yeah. Whatever. But being up there, being nervous, like being stressed out. Yeah. It's I had never been that stressed out in a while, bro. At that yeah. time, I was like, oh, this is crazy. Like, Horrifying. what am I doing? I'm sitting in the parking and I'm like, I'm not going. I called you to tell you that I'm not going. I didn't t I didn't call you to ask. But I you didn't like, tell me you were going. You just told me you were nervous. Maybe maybe when you heard my voice, you were like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, right. I don't know. But I, when I made the phone call, mm, right, mm. I was telling you like, yo, I'm this cool. This is where it ends, you know, because mm. I'm not going to show up. This guy's going to get upset because now he doesn't have a DJ and that all ends there. And you're not going to, you know, you're not going to keep calling because if I'm going to keep doing the same thing, you know. Mm. So, you know, I remember I called you and you just literally were like, bro, you're going to go in there. <laughs> yeah. Take two shots. <laughs> yeah. I had, <laughs> there was a, there was a liquor store next door. So, but I think I had brought a, I know, I think I don't know. No, you had brought a had, bottle okay, of caña, okay. caña. Uh, uh, Flor de caña. Yeah. yeah. Nicaragua. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I took the two shots and I was like, still, I was like, oh man, I'm like, I'm going to sit here for another five minutes. Mm. And you hung up. You were like, you're going to walk in there. You're going to take two shots. You're going to walk in there. Mm. And I was like. It's a pep out like you needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's all you said. Literally. Yeah. And I'm like, I got, I'm working. I got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, 
All right, here's the two shots. I waited like another 10 minutes. I got there an hour early, so I had time. Yeah. You know, and I walked in, bro. And I walked in. I uh, I met up with Mo. I'm like, hey, Mo, I'm Melantula. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're the DJ. And in true Mo fashion, Mo's like, yeah, it's a tryout, so you're not getting paid today. Oh, wow. Right? So he told oh, me, yeah, that. I didn't get paid for it. I didn't get paid for it. And I was like, you know what? I'm here now. Like, what am I going to say? Yeah, like, yeah, shit. yeah, you're out there. So I did it. And it wasn't good. It, was, it wasn't good, but the crowd probably didn't know any better. Like, right. I was, it was a very Cuban crowd. And that's the first time I ever heard, like, Cubatón like that. You know was it I mean? that night, yeah, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I, I heard that. a couple, El Manuel, you know, things like sure. that. But no, these people were telling me, like, Guachineo. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. not Guachineo, like, ah, let's get it. Guachineo, Guachineo, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, it was the first time I heard Guachineo. So, like, they were kind of, in a way, like, coaching me through it or something mm-hmm. because they would come up to me and be like, hey, play this. And, like, it wasn't even, like, requesting it. Like, they were just sure. like, yo, this is, you know, kind of where you're going to do. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah, like, yeah. we'll take it from here. Like, yeah, like, if yeah. you do this, we'll, we're, we're going to party, in, in other words, you know? Right. So I did that. End of the night, Mo was like, hey, can you do every Friday? Oh, he offered you on that on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He offered me on the spot. He's like, "Can you do every Friday?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course I could do every Friday." And then, it <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, what do you feel like was how you? So, in essence, like the way I remember it is this particular little lounge, this hookah lounge, was kind of like <clears throat> your university yes. into yes. Mm-hmm. becoming the DJ that you are yep. now, right? Because yep. like. I remember the first time I went over there and saw you play. It had already been like three, four weeks. At mm-hmm. the time, to give you guys a background, I was working at American Express, right? So, like, I was going to work at this call center, and I worked until 1 o'clock in the morning. And I worked in Plantation, Florida, which, if anybody's familiar with the South Market, this hookah village is damn near, like, South oh, Kendall. Kendall, right? It was like, on Miller. Yeah, it's Kendall, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. So. I'd have to go from plantation, get out of work, and then go see you. So I couldn't see you. So the one time I could actually see you, I went over there and thinking, and I remember seeing you like the third or fourth time or however the hell long yeah. it was. And I remember sitting there thinking and be like, oh, my God. Like, again, I'm, let's be serious. Like, I'm not Dr. Dre here. I don't know what the hell talent looks <laughs> like, right? But I remember sitting there and be like, oh, damn. Like, this guy even sounds different from the first yeah. times that I got there, yeah. you know? And at that time, I had already told my boy to go over there and take some pictures of you. your which boy we still have, have a pictures. boy as a photographer i have a boy as a photographer he's not, <laughs> he's a, photographer not a photographer at all like like he shout had a out, camera shout out to mike who had just had a camera <laughs> mtm yeah my dog. yeah 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 my dog mike uh he had a camera and he's like oh yeah i'll go shoot your boy and like he of course had no idea what the hell was going on but we have these images you're gonna see them now i think there was one like with like a silhouette of like you fucking just blowing smoke in the air like yeah, a loser I think was like one oh like that. god That's it was awful. it was just awful That's, and we would make flyers out of it <laughs> yeah. my little pejuelito yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah you had awful. glasses on like a total loser i was loser. still no it's still nothing changed no. it's just that i was dj you know <laughs> yeah. i was still showing up in cargo shorts yeah 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 but but <laughs> guess what though dude like you were doing it though, right man right, right, you right, were right. doing it you know and then you know this is where kind of like it transitions from at least from my perspective, it's just like, okay, cool. Like now you go from just being a regular dude who is going to go the corporate route, who has right. all these corporate decisions and, and you know, this corporate uh, outline played out for him to where like, oh man, like someone's paying me to do what I love. Now I have another stream of income. And now I have another stream right. of income. And, but now it's teetering with the fact that like, I love this. 
this doesn't seem like work. And when you go to work, it does. And mm -hmm. I think that that's the pivotal part of a lot of people's lives when they realize, damn, dude, like now what I love, I don't see the hours counting. But when I go to work, I do. And then that, just that conundrum is enough for some people to yeah. put doubt into where they start saying, oh, can I quit my job right. and actually go and do something? Right. You yeah. I mean? And, and, but most people don't even get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the problem is getting over there? the hump. Why I don't do you know. Feel I, 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 I don't want to sit here because I'm on your podcast and give you credit mm -hmm. for it. But if you weren't around, I wouldn't have done it. That's no, I think you would have. No, I definitely think you would have. I think you would have because like that, some people just need a nudge. Some right. people just need a kick in the ass and then they'll just kind of go off and do their own thing. Once I feel, I feel like at least for myself, like once you get a little taste of that, yeah. then you become, you can't go back. At that point, yes. I mean, at that point, yes. But getting over the hump and actually doing it, right, mm. it was the hardest part. Mm. Once I got the taste of it, Absolutely, that's 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 all I wanted. But at what point did you get the taste of it? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, like well, what, yeah, what? the first time that I dropped the volume on the controller and everybody was singing. That was a beer being poured, by the way, guys. <laughs> We're out here drinking, yeah. dog. This ain't a, uh, you know what I'm saying? This ain't a podcast for this ain't, uh, uh, family. This ain't yeah, for yeah, Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, Papa, this ain't water. <laughs> we got these these cups. All right, let's be real, dog. But yeah, once once you get the feeling of. Uh, of rocking a crowd, right? Of controlling a crowd, crowd, crowd control, and uh, and all that stuff. I think mm -hmm. you know. It's like you said. There's one thing that you mentioned, like when back taking it back to the balcony days, sure. is when I would play and I would see you react to a song. That's what mm -hmm. it's about for me. Yeah, right. That's what it was about. I didn't think about nothing else. I didn't think about the business side of it. I didn't think about the politics of it. I didn't think anything. But I just want my crowd. If it was you. Or the other 50 people, whatever it was at Hookah Village, I want them to, like, enjoy it and have a good time. That's sure. what I was about. And th me being able to give that to them, mm -hmm. right, with, like, what I love to do. Right. Right. So I think that that's when I was like, all right, like, let's keep this rolling. What do you think What do you think stops people from, like, understanding that and then manifesting that into something? Like, because, so for instance, like, you could go out there, felt it rocked it but then right. your other side of you which is like okay cool like i have a daughter coming right. you know what i mean i have a wife at the right. time i have this nice corporate cushy job yep. that pays me well you know what i mean i could easily just be like oh you know what dog i'm just gonna keep this as a hobby and like <laughs> yeah, and that yeah, and that's yeah. and that's and that, gucci yeah, fool. Yeah, like that's it. gucci yep. for Absolutely. most people yep. they don't have to necessarily take that mm -hmm. step so what what do you think was the one that pushed you like what was that that kick in the ass that said, okay, cool, dog. Like now I can maybe potentially make this a realistic thing where now all I have to do is just do this DJing thing. Because that extreme is an extreme that 99% of people or 95, I don't yeah. really know the stat, but what I'm saying is won't take that leap. Right. So there has to be something that that says, hey, you know what? I like this or I enjoy yeah. this enough to to, to take yeah. advantage of it. So know? so once once all that started like rolling, I you know, I would still think a lot, right? Because that's again, like you said, it's like a, it's like a shock to the system, Huge. right? So now I'm the thinking ego as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah, everything, man, really. And, you know, I just sit I sat there and I thought about it and I was like, All right, if I'm gonna do this, like, why, why? What's gonna be the reason at at least? Because I'm risking a lot here, right? And I might lose a lot here, right? Mm -hmm. But if I do lose a lot, what is it going to be there? You, you know, what's going to be the only one that you have? And I think that the only, the, what I came to the conclusion of, the one that I had was 
for my daughter to see that I followed like like my dream, right? Because mm. I want her to do that. Mm. I don't want her to make the mistake of uh, how old was Olivia then? Uh, she was maybe just born. Yeah, she was just still under a year old, maybe a year old, if anything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I knew that eventually she was gonna grow up, and if I did this. She was going to grow up and see it like she's seeing it now. Now she's starting to see it. Like now she says, I want to be a DJ. You know what I mean? Mm, that's dope. And now I can ex literally as in, within the last couple of months, she's getting old enough where I can tell her like the reason like on the way here. Mm. Right. When I'm telling her I'm going to do this video and all this stuff. And she's like, well, I thought you were just a DJ. I'm like, yeah, but now I'm doing videos and stuff. I was like, you know that's why cool, I'm doing man. this? Right. And she's like, why? And I'm like, so you can see that you could follow your dream, you know, and you that's don't have dope. to wait to be 27 and have all this other stuff that you're going to have to like, mm. eh, you know, I don't, I don't know what the word for it is, but like that you have to think about, mm. right? No, you could be already at 14, 15, 16, start working on one you want to work on, you know what I'm saying? And try things and don't think that you have to fall into that rat race. You know what I'm saying? Like you could follow your dreams. And if it's one thing that I can leave behind, even if I fail, even if I don't make it, is that your father followed his dream. That I think that's what probably did it. Mm. definitely cheers yeah. to that man yeah. cheers to that <laughs> jesus christ salute my guy that was cheers. that was but um shit, man. that's cool but yeah man and you know i mean it, it, at the end of the day it was my dream it was something that i, I always wanted to work with music right uh I, I remember when i when i was in high school i used to like rap and i used to try to make beats and it was <laughs> you can imagine that i was a disaster as well <laughs> your voice but, is yeah, like no uh, it's the worst mean, yeah. just uh, kicking the nuts <laughs> can you you know what i'm saying just awful i mean i can end the podcast with a freestyle if yeah, you want we'll do I mean, it you know what i mean we can get it dog we can get it but nah but you know so and then you know djing just stuck always for, like it, it always did you know like i said i i would still do it i would do it at, at friends houses things like that so it was always something that was there mm -hmm. and never went away mm -hmm. it never went away and now it became it actually became something and i realized this never went away and now it's here like let's just do it. You've already done all of this. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it going and let's see where this goes. Because mm -hmm. we well, yeah, worst case scenario, like I just said, or worst case scenario, it's a hobby and maybe I could you know have still a little extra extra money on the side and yeah, you mm -hmm. know yeah, calabaza, calabaza, you know what I mean. Yeah. But from there, it was just like you know to to cut this story a little shorter. It was like then they offered me Saturdays. Now I'm doing Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and now I'm still posting. Well, well, you were still posting. You were mm. you were posting. You were making all the captions. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We were rocking and rolling, man. Like sure. that's how like my Instagram page back then did a lot better than what it's doing now. Like, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, whatever that that whole thing. Like it was it was a lot of stuff. But you were doing it. You were handling it. Now my friends are actually starting to notice, right? And notice that it actually things are happening because a lot of my friends, when I told them as well. I told Blake, I told uh, Blake, one of my, uh, we met because of Blake, you sure, know, also. Sure. Memo, who's my boy, my barber, my dog. Like, I would tell all these people, my mom, everybody, my brother, my sister, anybody that, that I would start telling them, like, yo, I'm going to start being a DJ. Like, they would kind of like, you know, they wouldn't laugh at me because they loved me. You mm -hmm, know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But now they're starting to see like, oh, like, you're actually like working now. You know what I mean? Like, and it was still like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it's like a side hustle. Good for you type of thing. Sure. Excuse me. I had this uh, high school friend, though, uh, Laz, who used to work in the nightlife industry. He used to be a promoter. He used to have his own company. Oh, wow. And and we were cool in high school and all that stuff, man. And we stayed cool after the fact. I didn't know Laz had his own company. Yeah, yeah. It was VIP nightlife, if not mistaken. Okay. Um, and I remember when I, at the beginning, he was like, yo, man, I see you DJing. That's pretty cool, man. Like, keep doing your thing. That's a, that, that was it. But about like three, four months later, now I'm DJing Friday and Saturday 
we were still posting. We were doing the little flyers with the hookah, the whole thing, you know, all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 and he yeah. hits me up and he tells me, he's like, hey, man, like, I have an opportunity for you, bro. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Because I knew. How long had you been DJing at this point? Uh, yeah, like uh, at most like six months, maybe. I don't know. Like actually like DJing. Mm-hmm. Was it like? Uh, yeah, it, it might have been six. Might have been like six, seven, eight months around there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe a little under a year. There's another what beer I'm pouring, boys. Yeah. Another, another beer. I think it's a baño. That's cool. Nah, I don't worry about that. So it was it was about that. Let's just put it out just because I that that I don't remember exactly. Let's just put it out like about a year that okay. I was doing it. Oh, so you had to you had to these were your trenches years, right? This is where people like sometimes I feel that some of these new guys, maybe even in the industry of like yeah. jewelry or just in general, yeah. right? So like they just think that you know, oh, like, you know, they see you on the flyers of, like, yeah. you know, prominent clubs. You won't do any, like, name-calling of the clubs, but, you know, big-time clubs yeah. here in Miami, and they think, like, oh, like, you know, just put me down. Put me down with someone right. else like that. But what they don't know <laughs> is that you had to, like, you had to eat that dick for a whole year. For full, a whole just year, like, bro. And playing at, like, these venues that, yeah, that, that were not <laughs> prestigious, bro. I mean, right, no, right, you right. know, no offense to the, the, the place right. that gave you the opportunity, but, like, you had to go through that war, yes. full, like, that, yes. that, that you know only 40 people inside yeah, yeah, you know exactly. what i'm saying like light paid. Out. yeah i remember you sat there once and had to negotiate to get because they, they cut the pay to 80 bucks yeah and then now you were like nah i'm not we're not gonna yeah, do that yeah, no, yeah, no. so you that. went as my agent you know and you <laughs> yeah. were like to get me yeah. the extra me 20 a terrible agent i, I was, was <laughs> djing from nine to like three four in the morning yeah. for a hundred bucks that's awful it's just that's awful. My goodness, man. That's awful. But you had to get it though. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if I don't go through that, then you you have to go through it. In yeah. any in any career, I think you have to eat shit for a little bit. You have to. Dude. I mean, that's you just the to. reality yeah. of it, man. Like we're not groundbreaking any news. Right. You know right. What I'm right. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like yeah. that, like like you know everybody knows that you got to struggle, right? Yeah. But I just want people to visualize right. what that struggle is like. Yeah. You're in a you're in a venue. This particular place happens to be in a shopping plaza right this this is byob my guy like this is ghetto i mean not ghetto but like you know what i mean like this is like not a prestigious you're not right now you would never put that on a flyer to be like oh come out no 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 no. i mean yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so like what i'm saying is this is a place where you had to learn and ultimately build the characteristics that would eventually become to, yes. you know, would help you. So mm-hmm. so now you get this call from your boy Laz, yeah. and, and Laz is seeing you DJ in front of 40 <laughs> people. Like, what is he even calling you for? I, I think it was just because he was my boy. Mm. And he was he, he's he's a very did you positive lean guy. On that friendship. So did you did you say no hey, oh. no no no? So this you, was a random random thing. I sure. wasn't I wasn't even I wasn't thinking about none of that. I was thinking about networking or sure. like I was just like Yo, you know what? I'm cool here, man. Like, maybe I could get a raise. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he hits me up, and he's like, hey, man, I have an opportunity for you to open for uh, this DJ, DJ Chaos, right, at mm, Prohibition. Mm. And I had already seen the party, right, from his videos and stuff from following him on Instagram. And I'm like, yo, that's a really dope party. This time Prohibition was a nightclub in Midtown, uh, Midtown, Miami was super popping you know what i mean mm-hmm. it was it was and it was a lot because of him because you know Laz mm-hmm. was really good at his job so it i was ecstatic because i knew the quality of that that he was doing right so i called you and i was like yo you're not gonna believe this i'm gonna open up for dj chaos from power 96 bro <laughs> 
right? And you were like, what, dog? Eh, Whatever. We went crazy. It was cool. Whatever. We did it. There was no budget either. He Mm -hmm. was like, oh, if you bring 10 or more people, then I'll give you 100 bucks. And I'm like, bro, let's get it. Say less, fam. Yeah, yeah, because at that point, opening was like maybe two, three hours anyway. So I was getting 100 bucks to DJ at a dope venue. Like for another DJ that's like actually doing it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, let's, I mean, what's better? I'm going to be on a flyer. You know what I'm yeah. saying with this guy? What it's gonna? It said chaos and mellow. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. to me at the time was crazy. I right. was like, bro, like that's nuts. Do do you remember that first day? Do you remember like showing up? Yeah, what, I remember like, showing up. Yeah, what the hell happened? Uh, what ended up I happening you telling was, me, but I don't remember this. This story is fucking. You didn't go to that either? Nah, hell no. A lot of people came. Uh, you're probably yeah, same thing. The same thing. You had to work. Yeah. Um, a lot of people came to see me, so that kind of helped me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a little bit because they were like real supportive. You know what I mean? Like sure. they were like anything I played, they were like, yeah, let's get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know what it was to be an opening DJ. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is why I made a video about that as well. Like mm-hmm. because we I didn't do it maliciously. I just didn't know. Right. Sure. And this is what I didn't know to not play the hot songs. Right. Mm-hmm. Laz was like, yo, bring your A game. So I was like, oh, OK, I'll show you a game. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was out there. Ahí repartiendo, dog. I was like headliner. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, yo, I want to do a good job. So I'm going to play the stuff that I know is going to get this going. Sure. Right. And Chaos shows up and he doesn't say a word to so me. He's, he's not a, a man of many words as nah, it is. No, 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 no. Let's be serious. He's not. So, but, but explain to people what that means. So like, what isn't, what is, uh, what is your job as the person who opens yeah. up for a so headliner? So as the opening DJ, you just set the vibe. You don't have to play the hottest songs. You play some like recurrent stuff does this like, happen in every club or just this is to this day to this you know, day to, to this day, day. To this day. <laughs> you know it's to this day you haven't i mean if there is two djs there's an open yeah. dj and then there's the headliner right right so you know the you, it's it's a hard job it's actually probably a harder job than to be a headliner i think and if you can like so what do you do that, like what do you do like when you show nah, up you play yeah you show up you nobody's there when you get there right so you mm-hmm. show up you set up and you play you know i don't know a too close by next. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that. I don't know. That's you know what I mean? Just yeah. Crappiest song. <laughs> it's a good song. But, but essentially the the job of an opener is it's to set a vibe. People are walking in, right? People are walking in. They're not they haven't been drinking, maybe. Like they're not. getting to the bar. They're settling Silver in. Rover. You're not gonna be playing, you know, La Mama de la Mama first right. song. Right. People are gonna walk in, they're like, What's going on? Because you have to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, the yeah. opener's job is to get it to the point where the headliner can just like just take it to that next level, right? Mm. So you play recurrent stuff, and recurrent stuff is is basically songs that are past their prime, right? But are still bangers. But are still are still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. You know what I'm saying? A tambourine by Eve was yeah. a song that I probably played then. Things like that. But at the time, I'll give you an example. Like I played Vacaciones, and it was like 2017, and at 2017, Vacaciones was probably the biggest reggaeton song at that moment. Mm. And I played it, and I played it after a little bit once it got like busier. Mm. But chaos was already there, and like that's a song that you leave for. That's like playing like Titi Me Pregunto right before the headliner goes right, on. Right, 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 right. And that's not a good thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you could play so many other different <laughs> tracks. God, Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. instead of playing Blanco by J Balvin or you know I don't know something like that, you play Titi Me Pregunto. Yeah, like yeah, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Like and I looked at chaos like, <laughs> and chaos did just he he got on early, right? <laughs> He got on early, That's man. That's awful. And then, That's um, awful. And I remember him saying something on like, "Law, let me show you how to do this," or something like that. You mm. know what I mean? Or maybe I made it up. I don't know. Who knows? But he did mm. say something. But again, who knows what he says sometimes? Yeah, yeah. He was upset. I know yeah, he was yeah, upset. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, "Damn." Yeah. And I still had the audacity to be like, "Hey, 
like, do you mind if I like stand here, like, and just watch you? And that that's was the great, first time. Yeah, right. I mean, at the time, I didn't even know that that was a good. Like, I was just like, that's what came natural to me. I was like, either go party with my friends or like stay here and take this serious. Mm-hmm. And I took it serious, and I just and he was like, yeah. He was just like, yeah, whatever. And yeah. then, like, I was just annoying him there the whole time because I'm just staring at him and him DJing and all this stuff. And, like, he went in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he had to show you. Yeah, yeah, he had to show me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You burned me, which yeah. means that you played a bunch of songs that you shouldn't have, but oh, I can yeah. still do this. You know what I mean? I'll articulate it the way I, I know how to speak it. But basically, though, and I've been, in, like, I, just because I know him for a little bit, I just to kind of explain it a little bit further in detail so people that don't understand an opener basically and to my understanding correct me if i'm wrong is a guy who just comes in and and like you said set the vibe yep. but you don't want to play any of the headliner songs that you know are going to get a reaction yeah, the hottest songs right, exactly the hottest you songs. so you want to come in there and play just older things that don't necessarily make everyone jump on the yeah. dance floor but make you rock a little yeah, bit you know what absolutely. i'm saying make you go by to the bar make yeah. me get a drink two three drinks and, and, and in the whole buzz, time nice. right yeah, exactly yeah. the whole time all the aces in your card if you're playing war you're playing spades or whatever it is all the aces all the songs that you know are just gonna absolutely destroy the club yep. you don't play them to build the tension in the dance floor Correct. so that people are like hey uh play bad bunny but nah, yeah. not yet not yet papa and get you don't get a little bit more yeah. drinks in you get a little exactly. bit more something exactly. Exactly. So a good opener sets that vibe, sets those songs without yep. playing all the good stuff yep. so that whenever the actual headliner comes in, which is the actual like DJ people came to listen yep. to or whatever, you alley-oop it. And then all they have to do is just absolutely slam it down their throats, the best songs over and over. Yep. And then that's how kind of the party goes. By that time, you've already had a couple of drinks. You've had a couple of drinks yep. or whatever. Yep. And then now you're going to enjoy the party more. Yep. Because there's nothing Now you're wor- party rocking. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there's nothing worse than like starting a party in, in, in whatever you do. And then it just being like from the moment you get there, it's just nothing but absolute <laughs> yeah. bangers from when you get there. Cause then you're, you're, you're That's kind of what spring break is like nowadays. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, how it pro- is. Yeah, probably. But yeah. like, you, you know, you don't want that. You want that, that, that tension to be built. Correct. So what you're like, essentially what you're saying is when you went in there, you started playing some of those really hot songs that you yeah. do not do and yeah. essentially set up the headliner, which in this case was chaos mm-hmm. for something that was just going to be like, okay, well now you threw all the aces right. in the game. Now I got nothing, but yeah, I'm now, still going to burn it's in reverse and I'm going to still, and it. I'm going to still yeah. burn. And I'm going to show you how to do it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because then it's more technical. It's yeah. maybe more like, I'm going to show you why, I'm a veteran at this. Yeah. And well, even I'm a if pro. Yeah. Even if you do burn me, yeah. I'm still gonna do right, right. crazy shit to <laughs> exactly. like rock exactly. the crowd. Right. So like Exactly. But you know, I didn't know any better. I had just started using Serato because I was still at Hookah Village not using Serato. I was still using the mm-hmm. like laptop version of DJ Pro. Sure. You know, so I like I didn't know anything, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I talk about it. We laugh about it to this day. He's like, yo, you, like, you burned me. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, I, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now I burn him on purpose. But <laughs> <laughs> at what point do you think that, like, your DJ career really starts taking off to kind of like where you're at now? Like, like tell me that transition right. of where, like, it's it sucks for a little bit. What happens after that? And then at what point do you get your first, like, okay, cool. Like, this is what it is. Because I know what that moment was right. like as right. a recipient who saw you go through that yeah. whole process. Yeah. And then I want to know, interestingly enough, like what point do you start realizing, okay, cool, like now I'm rocking parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that day I met I met Ariel, right? So Chaos wasn't talking to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Ariel shows up. Ariel saw who's a man, one of the one of the best DJs also in the city. 
And I, uh, we have a mutual friend, so that's how. And I had a couple of drinks in me, yeah, right. Hey, so I went up loose. to him and I was like, hey, "What's up?" You know. <laughs> yeah. And I told him about you know our friend and all that stuff. And we started talking. I started telling him my story, right. Mm-hmm. And Ariel was also drinking a little bit, he so saucy. we ended up talking for like an hour and a half. And I sure. told him you know all that stuff, and he was like, "Bro, if you want to really do this, like he's like, I get a lot of people that come here and tell me that they want a DJ, and they tell me I want to be a DJ, and I never see them again, mm-hmm. right? And He's like, if you want to really do this, you can come wherever I'm at and I'll show you. Right. Which is like the coolest thing that became a goal of mine to do for somebody else. Right. At that point, I was like, yo, someday, hopefully I'm able to do that for somebody. So he did that. I uh, that's kind of also a long story, but I, I went once and I didn't go again. And it just so happens that there was another mutual friend, James, mm-hmm. that knew him through like another friend. And it was like sure, a whole sure. thing. And they, he was like, bro, you know, the guy spoke to him and was like, yo, Ariel said you never showed up again. He's like, show up, you know. That was it. So like a month passed. He just told you to yeah, show up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he sent that, he relayed that message. And I'm sure it wasn't really even that serious, but like he probably said like, yeah, he hasn't showed up. So I mean, he could still show up if he wants. Mm-hmm. So a month passed. I didn't, you know, I didn't show up. I showed up again randomly one more time and I never stopped coming ever again. Like I never stopped showing up to wherever he was at. And that's where I learned. What changed? Um, I felt like I was bothering him, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, maybe I'm just here like demas, you know what I yeah, mean? So yeah. that's really all it was. It wasn't anything that like, he was great. You know, he hosted me, all that stuff. So I think that's cool though. though. Like, I yeah. think that like, there's so many people that stop doing that because I feel like they're like mentorship in general yeah. is something that's so important. Yep. And so many people stop doing it yep. just because they don't want to necessarily put themselves right. out there like that right. you know what i mean like they don't want to be like i don't want to feel like i'm bothering yeah, yeah, you exactly, know what i mean like, exactly dude like it, which is like you learn like now it's like yo bro just just go get it bro like if you got that opportunity like if it was something else then he would have told you don't show up or like he wouldn't give you the offer if he really didn't want to no yeah. but he wants you to he said show up so show up yeah so i, I showed up and i like i said i never stopped showing up i started meeting you know all these other guys erwin all of a sudden chaos was my friend a little bit you know yeah. he gave me a gig Mm-hmm. Um, like a private event that I did. I started meeting Gabe. Mm-hmm. Then they put me at Shots in Wynwood, which is where I would see uh, Ariel a lot at Shots. This is mm-hmm. Shots was rocking, man. And Ariel was rocking Shots. And I started doing that and I was still opening though. But now I'm actually doing other venues, right? Now I left Hookah Village. Now I'm doing Shots. Now I'm doing Prohibition because Chaos took me back. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he now, took me now back. Now you're in the good graces. Yeah, you know, we Ooh, hashed sure. it out, you know, whatever. Sure. And I'm doing that. I don't feel like then I still made it, but it was definitely a, another step in the right direction. When I feel that I, I mean, I still don't feel like I made it, honestly. But that now it's now it's for real is when I met Iron Lion, mm. right? Like, and he kind of like took like my my career to like another level, sure. right? Where he started like you know Iron Lion is you know in 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 the city. He's from New York, but he came down. He moved, and he just at that. Point. I mean, he still does it. He's, you know, he's doing Eleven, Live, Story, like just like every time I saw, Big like you know, gigs. I would see Iron Lion, next uh, level, you know, gigs. next level dog. And I met him. I opened for him, and he thought it was dope. And I was like, Yeah, I remember that. This thing. is I crazy. Like, I remember that day because you were still kind of struggling yeah, with, um, yeah. with just in general, like. And which is kind of one I wanted to talk about because I feel like it'll resonate with a lot of people before we even get into what someone who 
is teaching you, like let's say for instance, an Ariel, right? Who where he is a, a you know a really DJ who who is well known in the city. Absolutely, you know what I, I mean? mean he's, yeah, yeah, he's he a big, is. big time, big time DJ down here. He starts showing you these kind of things, and then that's when you realize. Or I remember uh, to kind of, uh, I'll tell you a quick story. I remember sitting there at work, and you were like, "Hey, bro, I need to speak to you." And I, and I remember answering the phone at the time, and then you were just like, "Hey, bro, like." You know, I, I think Olivia at the time was maybe like one or something like that. And then I remember you telling me like, bro, I think I want to become a DJ full time. Yeah. And I want to and I want to do this yeah. to where like I now have Ariel. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like he's teaching me all these things and he and you're learning and you were just obsessive over going to every single one of his gigs yeah. and showing up. And, you know, a lot of times this is this is rough, man. And I, and I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but like a lot of times like you would put this particular passion that you had which was becoming a dj over you know like sleep and over yeah. being with you know your wife and your family yeah and you know at the time i remember sitting there thinking and we have one of our mutual friends who was going uh not through the same thing but he was just also having newborns of his own and he was just kind of going through that family and he would be kind of like the moral compass in the sense of like, hey, like you should really spend more time with your right. family. And yeah. then I remember yeah. I started getting sold on that idea. And I would tell you, Melo, like maybe put this DJing thing to yeah. the side, but you were so yeah. determined on what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And then that conversation specifically leading to you saying, hey, man, listen, I want to like quit my job. Yeah and do this full time. And I remember sitting there and thinking like, God damn it, dog, that's just such a stupid idea. And I hate <laughs> yeah. the fact that yeah, I yeah, said yeah, you that. Told me that. You I told remember me that. I but hate it, the it wasn't the wrong thing to it say. Was, it wasn't, man, because at the time I had a nice cushy yeah. job. You know, I was trying to, you know, do my own thing yeah. with whatever I was doing. But I remember sitting there and saying like, man, that's a crazy leap that you are going to, but you're about to take, like, don't do it. You had benefits. You had a nice job. Yeah. You had a manager at the time at working at T-Mobile who was allowing you to work your gigs at the pace that right. you wanted to yeah. do. So I was like, bro, like you're going to give all this up for what, for a risk, bro. Like that's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I remember sitting there and telling you all this after like, I, you know, you know how long I go on my rants yeah. yep. and the soliloquy of maybe, you know, three minutes of me trying to convince you not to do it. And then you turned around and told me the one very interesting thing. And I tell you about this all the time. Yeah. You were like, hey, man, I just want my daughter to not ever think that she could do whatever the fuck she wants yep. to do. Yep. And I remember sitting there. I was like, damn it. I have no answer yeah, to that. Yeah, I literally yeah. have nothing else to say. I can't. I can't. No, you're right, dude. Like you yep. want her to grow up and look at her dad and be like, this is this is what he wanted to do. Yep. So this is what he's going to do. And I think that's a very like powerful message for a lot of people who don't necessarily are comfortable in their situations that they're in who maybe want to take a risk and so i kind of wanted you to explain it from your standpoint that particular phone call because i know you remember it and i think it was a very pivotal moment in your career yeah. where things were happening yeah. but they weren't kind of happening in a way you know what i mean like you were like all right cool like you were getting a gig or two but it wasn't enough where no, the no, normal yeah, person would have been like okay i'm gonna give up a job where I'm getting paid twelve thousand dollars every week, you know, I'm gonna give it all up for a risk yeah. for something that I just enjoy doing more than anything right, else. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, when we had that combo, that's when I decided. I mean, that's when I decided it. It didn't happen, you know, that soon after. You know, it, it probably still took me like another, I don't know, year or two to kind yeah. of probably yeah. like a year or so to to finally do it. But yeah, at that point, I was like, again, I've gotten this far, and now I see that I'm actually good at this. This is what I'm passionate about. The reason why I'm good at it, and this is the reason why I say, find something that you're passionate about and do that. Because if 
you find something you're passionate about, you're going to continue to work on it. You're going to continue to go through all those challenges and just you, you don't even see them like challenges. Like now looking back at it, I saw it so normal. Like mm -hmm. I just saw it like, yeah, like I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just doing like what I feel like is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Now I'm looking back and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like that mm -hmm. was tremendo risk what you just did huge risk you know like like you said you know not being like with my daughter who's a year old you know what sure. i'm saying my ex-wife at the you know my wife at the time like all, all this other stuff i was really about spending time with the fam going to you know family parties doing all this doing all that and it just from one day to the next just stopped but that's what felt natural for me mm -hmm. right that's what felt natural so that's that's just what but i how, did how do you do it though man like because you know Yes, it felt natural. Yes, that's cool. Yes, yes, cool. Yeah. But like, what? What is it? What? Like, I mean, I know I I told you the reason which you just told me, but yeah. like, there's one thing saying it, and then there's one thing doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. that's like that's a huge thing, bro. Yeah, like that's a huge thing that most people are maybe on the fence about. Right. So, what do you say to someone who who has that? Maybe a similar situation, or just in general, who says. You know, this corporate life that what I'm doing is not cool. Maybe I want to do like yeah. basket weaving. You know, I'm really <laughs> passionate about that or whatever. So, you know, what can you tell someone who doesn't necessarily have that confidence to take that leap of faith and do it? You know, I feel like my situation damn it, is that's very tough, bro. Like, yeah, that like sucks. You know, I tell, for example, like I know a lot of a lot of younger DJs now, right? Maybe like 21, 22, 23, 24 even, you know what I mean? Mm. That just starting and all that stuff. And like, I just tell them like, yo, don't get caught up and doing anything extra like right now you're good maybe you're single maybe you have a girlfriend who cares but don't like have any other responsibility like hit this as hard as you can because it becomes a lot harder when you do have a family when you do have a kid right so like like i said i look back at it now and maybe i would have given myself the same advice and i would probably still give people that same advice of like man if you're where i was at i don't know that like, really think about it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, really think about it. If, if you're really passionate about it, because here's the thing. I don't want someone to, like, like something and be like, oh, I like to do this. So I'm going to just risk it all. And, then you know, screw my family and all this stuff, you know, whatever. Like, really, really sit there. Think about if you're passionate about it, why you're passionate about it and where you really want to go with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And if after all that, you know, and, and yeah, maybe speak to a friend, which in my case, it, it was you. Mm -hmm. And you still told me, like. No. And even after that, I was like, and I listened to you a lot. And even after that, I was like, nah, I'm going to still do it. I'm so happy you did that, <laughs> honestly, because I like, let's be serious, bro. I straight up tried to convince yeah. you not to do it. You know what I mean? And I thought in my heart of hearts, and I'm not saying that I'm like this, this fucking guru that just yeah. all of a sudden knows about everything. Cause I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just a fucking idiot, right. just like everybody else is. But I thought that was the right decision. Yeah. And I'm so happy you told me at the time that particular reason and i remember hearing about yeah. the reason about your daughter and yeah. then i remember thinking okay cool that's enough motivation for me yeah. to shut the fuck up and actually let him do what he wants to do yeah and then that's really when you set that time limit yeah. and started taking things off and then it, and it wasn't like oh this is just something fun for me to do that's yeah. when i would call you and i remember i used to call you like at two o'clock in the morning three o'clock in the morning be like bro i'm still i'm still i'm shuffling music yeah. what are you doing dog <laughs> yeah, yeah and i'd yeah. be like god damn dog like whatever yeah. it is you know i was doing the whole camera thing at the yeah. time i'd be like oh hold on dog like let me get like you know that type of yeah uh that type of motivation and that type of like insane vision and insane passion yeah is just so 
like contagious yeah. dude where like it made me be like oh cool like let me sit in at three o'clock in the morning and watch yeah. a youtube video about how to do right. camera work or about how to do this or how about edit edit or yeah. whatever it was you know what i mean like it i remember wanting to be like you at that, some which point is, i remember you told me this the other day and i yeah. was like what bro because yeah. i'm like yo no nah, man i'm trying to be like gus nah, right now so no. i was very surprised when you said that but that's the thing and and that's why it's so hard for me to kind of look back and really like say do this or that mm. because you know how they say ignorance is bliss bro sure. i just maybe probably didn't even know any You're better too stupid bro. to know yeah i was too stupid to like realize exactly what i was doing i was so focused on getting to what i wanted to get to sure. that i didn't think about i didn't think about anything else i didn't think about well what if it fails what if it this what if it's that you know the only safety and like i said that i felt like i had was like yo you know what at least i could tell my daughter i tried you know what i mean and, 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 and that's all i had like that would have been rough. and i feel like that's really not the worst case scenario like yo you know what maybe mm. i did lose it all but i still have my daughter and i still showed her that you know follow your dreams right and 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 no matter what that's what it's about like to me in my life once you have a kid that's a whole other story but you know for her to grow up and not make not not a mistake i, I don't want to say mistake but to start believing right because i feel like we were raised and this is not like a knock on our parents or anything like that but i feel like our generation was raised to you know, all right, go to school, go to college, and that's the end of it. If not, you're a failure type sure, of shit. You know sure. what I mean? That's so what I was taught. Right. And I didn't want to teach her that. Like, if she does want to go to college, like, do that. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I just want to teach her, like, whatever you want to do, work hard at it. If it's that you want to go be a doctor, go to school for 15 years, all that stuff, go get it. If you want to be a teacher, go get it. Like, just work hard towards whatever your dream is, right? That, that And that's all I saw. That's all I saw. I saw that, and I saw my goal. So I, I can't really say, like, oh, you should do this or that. Like, I just didn't even realize what I was doing at the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, you know, I look back and I think, man, I got lucky in certain situations and all that stuff. But I, I don't know who said it, uh, but I saw a quote the other day where uh, that said basically, or I saw it actually today, I think, that said, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Right? Mm. I think it was Pitbull that said something like that. Of course, Mr. 305, holla at him. And, um, and it's the truth, man, because like I, I did get lucky, right? But it's because mm -hmm. I was putting in work, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's mm -hmm. all I focused on was just putting in work. That was it, yeah. you know? So uh, that that's really all. That's that's really what. Yeah, I remember, I remember, like I said, when I would talk to you, it became more of an obsession than it really was. Yeah, yeah, and then that's yeah. when I started to believe in you as like, okay, cool. Maybe this might be something that he can actually do yeah. full time. Because at the time, like I said, you had this cushy job. You had yeah. your brand new daughter. You know what I mean? Like you were living all this beautiful, you know, cookie cutter home type of yeah, family. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And to give it all up to do something that you just genuinely love yeah. to me was just so fucking crazy that I couldn't really quantify it right, and put right, it into right, words. Right, I couldn't right, right. I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like right. to me, I was going to be like, OK, cool. Like you got to work this job. And then eventually your passion has got to be super. OK. The smart way to do it would be like, okay, cool. Like, let's say, for instance, I want to be a fucking stockbroker, whatever, right, right? Right, right? Okay, I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to get a job as like a regular, again, I don't really know how this works, but right. I'm going to, as a ground trader, work my way up, make so much money, right. you know what I mean? And then once I have years of experience, yeah. then I'm going to open up my own broker and then I'm going to do it like right, the right, traditional right, right, way. Right, right. You were doing this and you barely had three gigs, my guy. That's <laughs> yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah, you know what nice. I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I, I look back at it. We're talking about it right now and I'm like, damn. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have. But mm. I mean, granted, now we look at it and yeah, it's definitely something that worked out. I mean, 
Even what? when I had the gigs, right? Even when I did start getting the gigs, it was still a huge risk. Like I actually quit my job. I called you too, and I, I mean, I call you every time, basically. Yeah. But I called you too, and I was like, "This is it. I'm quitting." Like, I yeah. only have enough money for the next two months. So if this fails. I remember that conversation. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I haven't thought about that conversation in such a long time. Yeah. So, I remember you telling me you know, I got money. to, yeah. And it was in like a January. Yeah. Because I remember saying till the end of February, yeah. I got bread to yeah, pay yeah, my yeah, bills. Yeah. And then I'm going to try and to save that, up. Let's, you know, <laughs> I better figure it out these next two months. But if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't have like. When Sometimes did your, you when did the risk, gigs man. change, right? When did the gigs go from just being some ordinary gigs to yeah. now they're like paying bills, they're putting money in your pocket. Yeah, now they're uh, moving forward. It definitely be it definitely came that when I when I met, you know, Iron Lion going back to that. Um he introduced me to some like just people I would have never like how, even how do you think that was, how do you think yeah, exactly. <clears throat> that's a let's not even go further that. I want to like kind of dive into that. What about le learning it from a mentor is so important to like creating something because so many people also and this is the part where i say like for you to be successful and some people think that like oh, okay we're successful even myself what i which i obviously do not think that at all but what i'm saying is a lot of times it's who you meet and when you you kind of have to get lucky in a way yeah yeah, yeah you know what i mean because absolutely. you could like there's so many other djs out there you know shout out to the djs who are actually fucking struggling yeah, out here yeah, making yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah, they attach themselves to mentors that aren't necessarily good mentors yeah. So how were you able to number one differentiate whether it was good or not? Yeah. Maybe you just chuck it up as luck. Yeah. But number two, how did that influence you from where you're going in your career? Because easily you could have just met some random Joe Schmo and be like, "Oh, this guy's dope." You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> this guy's gonna well, be at Hookah Village right next yeah, to you, yeah, like exactly. a year no. later. Well, I mean, one thing is I kept tabs, right? I kept tabs on other DJs. Like I knew who was who, mm. right? Although I had never met them or things like that, I knew who was who, who was doing, you know, who was doing it, who was aware, you know, all this stuff. And Iron Lion, I had seen a lot in the things that he was doing, right? So I remember even that gig where I met him, it was a low-paying gig, but the reason why I did it, and this is a very important thing and why I talk about budgets and stuff like that, and sometimes it's on a case-to-case, -case, right? Like, at that time, I... It was a, it was I was getting paid a good amount of money for gigs, and then this one was like a really low gig. It was like back to like DJing four hours for like one fifty. <laughs> it was something like that, right? God, that's so terrible. anybody else or not? I mean, maybe I don't know. Who knows? But you look at that and you're like, wait, hold on, I'm going backwards here. Mm. But at that time, I knew I was opening for him, mm. right? So I was like, I want to meet him because sure. I kept tabs on who was who, and he's one of the guys that I wanted to meet. Right. So I'm like, if I open and I know I can open well, because I've been doing it for <laughs> a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing it for a while now. You know, maybe, you know, I can meet him. I can, you know, who knows? Who knows what can happen? At least I can say hi and he can know who I am mm -hmm. at the very least. I think I even told you that I was like, Bro, I don't know if anything would ever happen, but who knows? You know what I mean? And it did, man. Like he liked the way I opened and he was like, yo, man, I'm doing this uh, hip hop party at Club Space, mm -hmm. Club Space, which is one of the clubs we were talking about earlier. That's a big sure. And um, would you want to open for me? And I'm like, what, bro? Like, let's go. Like, oh, my name's going to be on the flyer at Club Space? Mm. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm out there. You know what I mean? And I had to, like, shuffle. Like, What does it mean for a young DJ to, like, have, a, a, a like, your name on a flyer? Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, obviously, depending on the uh, on the venue, you know mm. what I mean? Like, but regardless, I mean, I guess regardless, like anywhere you're at in Miami, really, like Miami is where it's at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's very few venues you don't want to have like your mm -hmm. your name on mm -hmm. on the flyer. 
it's it's a big deal because that's part of your resume, right? So it's it's almost like having a job, like it's like a regular job, right? You put that as part of your resume. So you could put that in your EPK, the the press kit, which is like the DJ's resume. Yeah. You could put that, you know. So now you have this this club at a DJ. What kind of yeah. venues were you doing that, and why is that so life changing? Like why why is that so important? Um, so I was still I was still doing a lot of gigs in Winwood, Midtown, all that stuff, which are still great venues, right? They're still great venues, but then there's another level of venue, and that's what changed, right? Because mm. when another level of venue comes around, there's another level of people that you're meeting mm. that are at different places. And now where they can be like, oh, well, you're kind of like just like opening at in Wynwood, right? Mm -hmm. Which, again, it's cool. But like that being at those places is a whole different story. Oh, like that's okay. when I started doing those places, I had to like relearn how to like DJ or like just it was another form of, of, of DJing. Mm -hmm. It was a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. So it's just a whole nother world, man. It's it's a whole nother world that I I never even thought about when I began either. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and when I said I want to do this full time, I didn't even think about how that was going to change. I thought it was just like, you know, you show up, you rock the party and you go home. There's a lot more that goes into it. Yeah. But once you get your name on a flyer like that, like it changes, man, for your resume. Like, oh, OK, cool. Like you DJ at Club Space. Mm. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, that's dope. Yeah. Like now. OK, now you're you're somewhere now. I can count on you because what's nightlife? What's it's all a business, right? It's all about making money. So yeah. it's like they can't if. Okay, this guy's opening over here, but now he's opening at Club Space. I can count on you're him. You're seen to in make a different life. Yeah, yeah, you're seen in a different life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, that's absolutely like you know. Changing. Was that your first big gig? Like that was your first where it was just like, um, oh, okay, I'm the man here. Yeah, or not maybe the I man, would but say like, so. As far as nightclubs, like I mean, I did like with Ariel. I did. Uh, remember that St. Patrick's party? Oh yeah, back tent. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. You know things like that yeah. were were were. There was more people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was still dope, like, for yeah. the gram, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell you know, yeah. I remember, I remember that. That St. Yeah. Pa Patrick's party had, like, I don't know, like 10,000 people, bro. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. Yeah. And I DJed for, like, two hours, and, like, I did very well, man, you know? Yeah. So that was cool. But as far as nightclubs, yeah, that was definitely, like, and that's where things started to change for me because then I met, you know, Jay, who's the guy that, that, that runs those parties and all that stuff, and he liked me a lot, man, to the point that, like, Whenever Iron Lion wasn't available because he was at Story or whatever it was, like he would like, yo, you headline, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I got my first headline gig at Club Space, and that just changes everything How else. The fuck you know what I'm saying? It was just one day I opened, and then I I would always stick around because that's part of it, man. I think it's very important for like DJs that are coming up right now, and even for like for oh, no matter what, man, but especially mm. more for DJs that are coming up, is stick around, right? No matter what, if you opened... What does that mean, stick around? So, like, so let's say you opened, you worked, I don't know, 11 to 12.30 or 10 to 12, 10 mm -hmm. to 1, whatever, and then um, you did your thing, don't just leave after. Like, stick around and see what the headliner has. And even if it's if you're doing it every weekend, like, stick around and see it because one thing we don't think about is, like, all right, when you have a residency, you don't want to, st like, remain stale. So you want to see how... Like, you don't want to be repetitive, rather, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to see how this DJ does it to not stay repetitive. And you want to see what he does and how he makes it up sure. and things like that. So it's very important to always stick around, especially when you're, unless you have another gig. But, you know, it's very important. And because for this other reason, what happened to me and how I got to headline was I ended up closing out the night for Iron Lion. Mm -hmm. And, like, I did very well, too. And, like, that day, I remember Jay's eyes lighting up. And he was like, like, you're okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Do you um do you remember Oh yeah, time out and then we can edit this game. Estoy recontrameando. Yeah, of course we can. Full disclosure. We just 
All right. So typically we do a podcast. <laughs> Look at me. Like if I've done. <laughs> typically, <laughs> this is what I've been doing for the last seven years of uh, yeah, this the, podcast. Uh, I've been doing. Yeah. Typically. Typically. All right. <laughs> what a clown I am, honestly. I mean. I mean. All right. So this is going to be a hard stop in the podcast because. My boy Mello over here. We've been we've been drinking a couple of adult juices. Like yep. full disclosure, obviously I've said it already. Couple you, you had to pee. Yep. You had to pee, and so we stopped the podcast. He went, took a piss, came back. So we're gonna kind of try to pick it up where we <laughs> left off. But if we didn't, like, if it kind of rambles off to something else, like, you yeah. have to pee, and that's my fault. That's my fault. Yeah, I mean, that's whatever. the reason why. Right. Typically, I know you don't. You know, you don't do pee breaks in your <laughs> podcast. But <laughs> typically, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I know this is your first podcast, right. Melo. So you right, know. right, 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 right. You're not a you're not a veteran like I am. <laughs> totally, yeah, for yeah, sure, man. So uh, pour myself another little beer here, so while we get started, same again. skis, yeah, yeah same yeah. skis, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, we were talking about like the flyer. Yeah, and that's kind of where I find it interesting because this is really where you know the groundwork of like what you did, what you experience so this is the part of the movie like let's say for instance we were shooting a movie right this is the part of the movie where like you ate so much shit for such a long time yeah. right so this yeah. is where like you know i don't know you know a part of the where the the, the protagonist of the movie yeah. gets told and he gets to his lowest point right and then now <laughs> is where like now he starts to see the fruits yeah. of his labor here's yeah. the good this is the feel-good part yeah, of yeah, it, yeah, right yeah, definitely, and this is kind of where i wanted to tell you because i remember this but in a way, it is, but in a way, nobody knows what's about to happen next, which nobody yeah. knew what was about yeah. to happen next. I think everybody <laughs> I can guess. I have the guess. funniest story, though. I'll never I, forget. I think, yeah, I think everybody can un kind of understand where you're coming yeah. from. So now you're being, you yes. know, to, to circle back, yeah. you're being put on headliners. You're you're going up into one of the, you know, the bigger gigs mm -hmm. probably of your life yeah, and of any point, uh, yeah. just of any DJ, yeah. even coming up in the career. This is yeah. like... A milestone. It's a, a milestone. Yeah, it's for milestone. sure, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's one of the bigger clubs. Yeah. Now you got people headlining you, but you're still opening up for another DJ uh, to, to you know, Jeff. Shout out to Iron Lion. Yeah, he man. is still your opener. So at what point do you transition? The, he's still the headliner. At what point so do then. you, yeah, exactly. At what point do you seize that opportunity? Because it's like, you know, it's an example that I always give to a lot of people and, and specifically to you and I. You and I yeah. always talk about it. Like the, the, the Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady. Yeah. Not yeah. to say that that was it, but what I mean by that is like, because yeah, let's be serious. Like, you know, Jeff is still a beast, still a monster in this game. Such a monster. big, big, big yeah. time DJ. It's not like you came in there and you it was a Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady type of situation by no stretch. Shit, yeah. that's not even close. It was just basically. But it was more so like, okay, he he throws this alley-oop. Here's yeah. this. this exactly what it yeah, was. Yeah, here's this. Um, finally, after all this hard work of like eating shit, putting your whole family at yeah, risk, putting yeah, yeah. everything at risk. Here's this one opportunity where you're at one of the biggest venues in Miami. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and some people can go out there and hate on space or whatever it is. Oh, it's a has-been. But like in the world of DJing in general, yeah. anytime that you get that kind of big crowd, it's a big deal. People, yeah. you can hate on space all you want. Yeah. You can do yeah. whatever it is. But at the end of the day, like it is a big venue for a yeah. startup DJ who's coming up and this is like your big yeah. time to shine. So Tell me, walk me through that story of how it becomes from like, okay, I'm just the guy who closes the party to yeah. like, oh, people are rocking with me now. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and exactly. now it's like that that kind of Drew Bledsoe, like yeah. uh, Tom Brady type of situation where like, okay, cool. Now he sets me up. He's still the man, but I'm also going to be rocking right next to him. Yeah. Maybe not 
better than him, but like yeah. now he's a contemporary. But I can hold a, my own. Exactly. Yeah, I a con- not a contemporary, but more so like, like, like I don't need to supervise this dude. Yeah, he's rocking exactly, this party, exactly, and like, like exactly. I got it. Like, oh boom, hold on. Oh, hey, hey, next on the mic is my man yeah. DJ Melo, and he's and about you to can rock. Say that with confidence, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my boy's about to rock this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, at what point yeah, does exactly, that happen? Because exactly. I feel like that uh, changes the stratosphere yeah. of where you are as a person, the where you are as a DJ, and it gives you validity in yeah. what your decisions were up yeah. until that moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so opening. You know, again, this is why it's important to open the right way. You know what I mean? I think that's the biggest thing that 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 he found like good about me, right? That I know how to open. That's why I always say it's so important to open. And he would show up, right? Because he's a student of the game, like to this day. He's he's years in, and he's still every single day methodically studying. You know what I mean? So he would show up early, and I I, I know that he was paying attention to what I was doing, how I was doing it, and all these different things until it gave him, I guess, the confidence to like. Here, bro, like you want to jump in like, I, I'm, you know, I did my I did my thing. I can still go for another hour or two or whatever. But like, do you want to like, go ahead and do it? Like giving me that chance. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think it was just because I was opening so well for him. You know what I mean? So he gave me the opportunity and I just again, same thing with me sticking around, seeing what he does, mm-hmm. seeing literally breaking it down from like, OK, what does he do when he hops on? What does he do an hour later? What does he do two hours later? What does he do the last hour? Mm. right so i would study that all the time and i did that for a couple months until i finally got the opportunity to actually like close right so closes i i I still opened he got the headline spot which is like the peak hours Mm -hmm. right and then like there's the closing which is like sometimes there's three djs there'll be a a closer which is like to wind down the night Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and you can imagine how that goes it's kind of like the same concept i mean at that point you could probably repeat songs things like that but i was i would always pride myself on like no i'm not gonna repeat songs but i would be always paying attention to what he was playing so that when if i ever did get the chance and i just thought this in my head he never said like oh by the way you might close today like no no he never said that Mm -hmm. but just in case he ever did say like i'm gonna be ready Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then it happened and then i was ready you know what i'm saying and then jay was there like i said jay was there i remember his eyes just you know he was like wow you know what i mean is this this the first time you commanded a crowd is this the first time a crowd like that probably yeah i mean even when i was opening like it was a good crowd you know what i mean but definitely like i still felt like it was like peak hour at club space you know when the hip-hop party was like rocking and rolling Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah it's definitely at that you know at that level yes yeah at that level yes because i had already like headlined a couple places in winwood right um but i had never done something like (laughs) that's much bigger it's got to be a euphoric feeling, yeah. right, to, like, <laughs> rock a party, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's something that I always looked at it, and I always said, like, damn, that's dope, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, to rock a party to where everyone, and I remember being at that party, and I showed up there maybe probably a little bit later afterwards, you know what I'm saying? And then seeing you rock that party, get on the mic, and and just absolutely command the crowd, you know what I mean? And I remember sitting there and thinking, like, man, this is this is crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're coming from a balcony on <laughs> yeah. an app. So, so think about this, man. Like I started really actually DJing, I think spillover. I did like an April of 2017. Mm-hmm. This we're talking, this was like about September, October of 2019. Mm-hmm. Right. When I got the opportunity at space. Shit. So it had, I mean, really it wasn't that, that much, you know, a lot happened. Sure. You know what I mean? A lot happened, but it wasn't that, that long. Like I was like, man, like, this is kind of, like, that's why I say I, I kind of got lucky because I don't know that, like, a year and a half, two years into it, 
you get those cons. I mean, maybe you can. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I at that time, I'm thinking like, nah, man, like this mm-hmm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. I would have never imagined. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and like, to and to get that kind of venue, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, and yeah, to get yeah. that kind of venue, and for you to rock it out. Yeah. But then, <laughs> full circle, and how shit just kind of <laughs> yeah. right when you think it's gonna kind of go your way, it doesn't right, go your way. Yeah. You know, we have that conversation, we and that you know, I'll, I'll say it before you even say it. You were like, <laughs> "Hey, man, you know, I quit my job. I'm this is working out for me. Yeah. I'm getting paid the most money <laughs> I've ever gotten paid." What could possibly I'm go every wrong? day this month? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you told me like your schedule in February of oh, 2020, it was March, it was March. March of 2020, yeah, yeah. and you told me what, like, unless something crazy happens, <laughs> yeah, I'm set because you were like, Well, it's not, you know, and I was like, yeah. No, no, it's, it's yeah, unless yeah. something crazy happens, yeah, yeah, yeah and you were yeah. like, Oh, no, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. And then <laughs> one week later, one week later, all hell breaks, yeah. loose. the pandemic happens, and li- quite literally, the most affected industry i think well i mean outside of like i mean i'm sure there's other ones that got like heavily impacted but i would say you know the out the the service industry the 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 going to the club because even restaurants like okay cool like a lot of them took really really big hits but i think that like even more so than a restaurant i think going and popping bottles at a club is like to the government was like yeah (laughs) no that's probably (laughs) like you're not gonna do that right and at that you know at a club is a hundreds thousands of people like this yeah 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 i mean it's it's you know like spread covid city (laughs) you know what i'm saying like number one number two there's alcohol bro yeah like and all this and then now you go from being god damn it like you're about to be david getta fam you're about to be david getta (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like obviously in our world uh (laughs) and then all of a sudden literally the world stops yeah and now you have zero gigs and it's not even like oh you know we'll be back in a year Mm. oh no or like as i say we'll be back in a week uh, week. yeah remember when i told you oh this be good by next month oh see yeah of course yeah and then a month goes by two months three months months. and they're not thinking about opening bars for like that's the last thing they're gonna open literally it's like like, that's the last thing yeah bars you know what i mean and like you know whatever a casino even the casinos opened up even before before you guys so how so how does that happen like how do you go from being damn it something you worked for for so hard crazy so much shit yeah it's about to happen for you. You're yeah. getting the big time gigs. You know what I mean? You're gonna, they're gonna rock the party. People are telling you, yo, this is you. You're yeah, you're it you. now yeah, yeah, yeah. to zero. Zero. So it's funny because the last gig that I did before things got shut down was a headline at Club Space. Shit. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was March. I forgot what, when it was. What, I mean, whenever the Saturday before all, all, everything happened. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, cause I think everything shut down on Tuesday, but, uh, yeah, so that was crazy. That was the crazy thing that unless something crazy happens, I, you know, I, I don't even know, man, that was, that was, you, that was unprecedented, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was definitely worried. I mean, I had a, like, you know, I had some money saved up, so I was like, all right, same thing. Like, uh, maybe like a month or two, like we'll yeah. be all right. You know, yeah, it's going to yeah, hurt yeah. a little bit, but you know, and also I was worried, you know, and so my girlfriend Shelly also she was very very supportive, mm-hmm. um, which you know for everybody else like a lot happening within those two years. So I have, I was living with my girlfriend Shelly at that point. She was also working night yeah, life, but she was uh, to give you guys a, you had already divorced. Your yeah, wife. so I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. those yeah. are part. You know, those are things that happen. You know, it's something that 
you know, not to delve too much into it, but to dive too much into it. But yeah, I got a divorce. Yeah. It was probably a cause of of that, of my career change, Rough. my sudden career change. You Rough. know what I mean? But yeah. that's something that, you know, people got to definitely think about and stuff like that. But anyways, um, so she was like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, same thing is going to be in like a month. If not, we'll like figure it out. And that kind of like gave me like a little confidence of like, all right, man, like whatever happens, like we're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And like, luckily, like it wasn't really as hard per se, like as it as it could have been, I guess, because mm -hmm. there was like a bunch of like government help and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, we got the you know, they did the unemployment for like self-employed because then I'm self-employed. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can't get unemployment as a self-employed person mm -hmm. because like, you know. In a regular world, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But now because of, you know, COVID and all that stuff, they were like, yeah, self-employed can uh, also get, you know, help and all sure. that stuff. So between like the savings and the, between all that stuff, like we were able to survive. to survive. Right. But then it was like, OK, but then what happens when when things do open up again? Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So that was still a concern of mine. In between all that, uh, remember Chaos used to have a, a, a little party. Chaos is back, baby. Yeah, yeah. Chaos, stayed, Chaos always stayed around. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Shout out to Chaos. DJ Chaos music from Miami. Yeah, man. Fat guy All the guys sucks, that I've mentioned, a I, dude. family, man. Everybody family. But um, he started doing this little like underground party in a little spot. I, I don't Super know if it's... prohibition. What's the statute of the limitations? 20s. I don't know if he's going to get arrested now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, basically just yeah. like that. So we started kind of like getting those kind of gigs. Yeah, because remember it was still locked down. Yeah, or it wasn't it was locked down. Locked. It's just like you couldn't like it, it was just no bars. Right, right. right. That's just, the one thing where they drew right, the line. If you right, had a restaurant, right, right. you were Gucci. But like if you had a bar, nah, bye bye. You yeah. ain't. You know what I'm saying? Like you're right. not gonna open up. And um, then the you know so we would do that, and that was still kind of cool. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, we could do this. But then like it continued to be extended, sure. like this COVID thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Where I needed to like, OK, now they're saying that they're going to cut help. Now there's no more help. Baba was like, yeah. you're, you're going to be on your own soon. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So then a very, uh, I guess, humbling experience uh, happened. So when I, I live in Hollywood, right, as, as Miami as I am, I, uh, here it is. Here's yeah. my big confession. <laughs> this is it. You know? <laughs> I'm in Broward. Yeah, Mr. Broward, Broward, in Broward. Broward yeah, my guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, whatever. Anyway, so. Uh, Broward was a little more lenient with things, right? Specifically, probably Hollywood. Um, and, you know, I live right by the beach. And uh, one of my boys, Joey Tracks, mm. you know, he, he likes Shout to... Shout out to yeah, Joey, yeah, yeah, the yeah, man, yeah, yeah. the you beast. Know, he, he's always in the mix, Joey too, Tracks. dog. Like, mm. So he was at he was at this uh, bar, like, I guess it's a bar. Yeah, you know it's, a bar. it's a bar. It's a bar. It's a uh, shit bar, but it's a bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, yo, they need a DJ out here, like... And this is like mid-COVID, right? Mid -COVID. This is like, this this is is like mid-COVID. Yeah. Things are kind of like, you know, opening up a little bit, but not really. You know, but Hollywood, like I said, is a little more flexible. They're, mm. like, they're staying open to like, I think like one, I think it was, mm -hmm. or something like mm -hmm. that. So like, yo, I need a DJ from like nine to one. And it's like $200 cash. And I was like, damn it, dog. Like, I'm about to take this gig. This is after you are headlining <laughs> space. Again, let me paint the picture the, to people who don't know. Space is, again, there's a lot of people that hate on space, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, for a DJ, space is you're playing in one of the more legendary clubs yeah. in Miami. Yeah. You are headlining. You yeah. got people coming to see you play. Yeah. 
and you go from doing that. So just to kind of give people a budget, it's anywhere from what seven to nine hundred dollars yeah. per hour that you're gonna you're gonna not DJ. per hour, oh, not per, per hour, gig, but per, per gig, per gig. gig. Yeah, per okay, gig. cool. Yeah. So like, how many hours would you do? Two hours. If it was to, yeah, headline, it was probably like. Yeah, like three, four hours tops. Cool. If it extended, you know what I mean? At that yeah. point, they would okay, pay cool. a little more. So, so you would pay like three to four hours to for anywhere from seven to nine hundred dollars yeah. yep. for something like that. A whole entire staff that just caters to you. Uh, uh, women that are just showing up, that are just popping bottles. Guys with massive amounts of money. Right. Uh, a crowd that's absolutely elite yep. in the Miami crowd. Yeah. You are in the middle of downtown. You got your name on this flyer. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. are... You're the man, yeah, right? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, to going and DJing at a spot in Hollywood, it was a dive bar, who's it was that's like, a boardwalk. Right after you thought, after you ate all this shit to get to the top <laughs> of the mountain, now you got to go back because yeah, it's Hollywood yeah. and no one's gonna like throw you a bone. Yeah, now you got to go back in a humbling experience. Mm, yeah, yeah, to shoot at a part. Like, let me describe what describe you know it. this bar was like. It's in a boardwalk, cheap neon lights. You're getting Did paid. They have neon lights? I don't even think they had <laughs> yeah, neon lights. Probably. You're getting paid cash. Right. You know what I mean? You're in the corner, and who you're playing to is like middle-aged women from like probably somewhere in middle America. Yeah. That the only place that was open was Florida, specifically <laughs> Broward County. So they would come rent the hotel and just go party. Yeah. And that's who yeah. you were. That's who that's you. That's who I was. I was rocking it though. You were. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean to be fair, you were. But you went from like. Thinking that you just yeah. bought a Mercedes yeah. to like, oh, now you're in a Corolla. Yeah. You know, no problems to Corolla. But, but it was saying. like a 93 Corolla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like 185,000 miles, you know just what I'm saying? Just, Your uncle gave yeah, it to you because yeah, he went to cool. like high school and just was like, hey, Papa, listen, and I got a car And the 150 bucks they were to give him at the junkyard wasn't worth it. I <laughs> yeah. just gave it to my nephew. They just gave it to my nephew. Yeah, though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So how yeah. was that? Like that's yeah, kind of. I mean, it was at that time again, I think, man, I look back on all this stuff and I don't even. I didn't even really, I just went like, all right, this is what I got to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I got to do. Yeah. That's what it came down to, man. Yeah. I didn't think twice. I was like, all right, let's get it. Like, this is going to be, okay, I could do this every Friday, Saturday, 400 cash, plus whatever little bit of help that we're what were they doing paying? employment. Just to- yeah, it was 200 bucks a night. And literally, bro, That's I had to crazy. set up equipment. The whole same, the whole, just yeah, you going went back, back to zero. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. But I think in the back of my mind, I knew that, like, okay, I, I, I feel like I've built enough relationships that, like, when things do go back, I'm going to be able to, like, you know, just jump right back in. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what ended up happening. I mean, I did it for for a bit. And then once things actually started opening and I had, I remember I told the manager that I was like, look, like, I DJ nightclubs, man. Like, that's what I do. And obviously, oh, that's what pays. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what I do. That's, that's what, what I, I do. do. Typically. <laughs> like, this typical podcast. What I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know, when it opens up again, like, I'm going to go back, you know. And, like, he, st- he kind of actually got mad at me when I went back. Like, bro, what, yeah. do, you, what do you want me to stay here forever, yeah. you know? And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's really what happened. I didn't think about it. It was just, like, something like, okay, this is what I have to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this, all this time all over the years, like, as much shit as I ate, all that stuff, that's what I thought. It was just like, all right, you don't even think about it. Like, this is just what I have to do. Yeah. So at that time, it was like, all right, it's a guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. let's get it, yeah. you know? And things came, you know, things started opening again. And then we just kind of like jump right back into the mix. And right when back did into the you, swing of things. So now that like, you know, the world goes back to normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now give me like the Cinderella story, right? Because now you're doing all these big gigs. Yeah. And now you're doing that. Like, how does it go from like peaking 
to absolutely eating shit for yeah. damn near eight to ten months yeah. while that everything pops <laughs> off to when you start making big time strides and you start getting your name on big things because now things we've again, gone through right? a whole yeah. trajectory yeah. right we've yeah. gone through like you starting off yeah. in the balcony sucking ass yep. going through the trenches Correct. doing all this stuff to being the peak getting your head chopped off yeah all the way to the bottom and then now it's like the light at the end and of the tunnel like, which yeah, is let's yeah get it. yeah which is where you're at now yeah yeah definitely um so it was back to the you know same relationships that i had before i started uh going back to winwood and then during also, while you know, I don't remember there was a part where like, you know, it was around that time I was doing the the, the dive bar, and Iron Line was doing Komodo, mm. right? But they could only stay open to like twelve, and they would kind of sometimes push it. You know yeah. how some places yeah, were pushing yeah, it yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. I know a lot of places were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kind of was building that party, like he built that that Saturday party mm -hmm. from from COVID, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he was building it, and he was like, yo. I want to get you in the mix here. Same thing, same thing like space, you know, all that stuff. And uh, and eventually, like, yeah, that's what happened. I went to open for him again. And once again, I'll say it. It's very important to be a good opener. Mm -hmm. Like, don't try to be a, a barbaro. Like, don't try to do it because, <laughs> sure. like, you're going you're gonna to upset people. <laughs> barbaro means, like... Uh... I don't even know what that means. I try to, yeah, the, you're the, saying a lot of like uh, Miami-isms. Yeah. Barbaro is like, don't try to be a badass. I'm yeah. from Miami. No? I mean, yeah, I'm in Hollywood, yeah, no, but I'm from yeah, Miami. Yeah, no. For sure, mm -hmm. for sure. No, don't don't honest. stop what you're doing. I'll just translate <laughs> for the people to understand what you're saying. When um, you know, barbaro. You um. know, it's it's not like wait your turn, but like, yeah, kind of wait your turn. Like these guys have yeah, also yeah. worked so hard and a lot longer, right, to be where they're at. Like yeah, for you to come awesome. and think that you can just, you know, be do what they do, right? Respect mm -hmm. the game. Um, so being, you know, being someone that the value that I provided to him was that I was a good opener for him, mm -hmm. right? Cause he felt like some other people were like playing like, this, you know, not being good openers, you know? Um, so he was like, yeah, let's get you in there. And then kind of like the same like thing that happened at space happened at Komodo where like, uh, Lewis, he was the guy that was running that party who also, you know, I mean, obviously has a, a big role in building that party up. It was sure. them too that built sure. it up, you know, together. Um, he liked me too. And he was like, yeah, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? And then same concept. Eventually I got to do the headline and now I headline that Komodo. You know what I mean? Komodo is a really big deal down right. here, man. Right. Komodo right. Right. is like where you see the Drakes and the, right. and some of the big, big time artists that come down yeah. here and they'll either go to live, they'll go to Komodo. Right. Or and exactly. then just people with just a lot of money and or like baseball teams, professional teams, yeah, they'll yeah. all come out here. And then now you're playing at one of those events again, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was... At that point, I felt good. I, I was very confident, you know, in what I was doing. But it was it was a uh, it was a little bit different. I, I'll I'll take it back a little bit to to one thing that you said about space, like being on the mic and stuff, and like that's something that's huge here in Miami, right? Mm. And that's not something that I like said like, oh, I'm gonna be raw on the mic. No, I'm gonna be a raw DJ. Like, but here in Miami, to be like to kind of take yourself to the next level, in my opinion, mm -hmm. you have to be really good on the mic, right? Mm -hmm. And to do these certain gigs, you have to be really on the, good on the mic. In space, I would get on here and there, but I was, I didn't know what to say. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, and the one that would get on the mic was my boy Nato. You remember Nato? Yeah, of course. Beast. Awesome Shout dude. out to yeah, Nato. Yeah. He's a monster, monster, monster guy. Also gave me, I met him, you know, at space, gave me a lot of opportunities as well. Mm. He was the one that would be on the mic and he was just he was incredible a shredder, on the mic. Right. Yeah, he was, he was like shredder. really good on the mic and all that stuff. So I didn't really need, I didn't really, I should have 
But because I had him to lean on, I was like, ah, well, I'm all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could yeah. just rock this party. Uh, just to kind of give you a brief, uh, the mic work is a very lost art in the in the industry of DJing. But mic work is basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, once again, it's basically where the DJ is going to rock the party. He's going to yeah. create the create the music that you're going to dance to. But there's also another element where he's going to grab the microphone yeah. and he's going to command different parts of the night with yeah. just his voice. So this is what we're talking about when we're talking about mic work. Like yeah. someone, if you guys can show up to a party, someone who's about to DJ, but also is going to get on the mic and he's going to um, shout out the bottles that are coming out, uh, shout out the um, the next song that's going to play, the transitions, yep. the 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 crowd. He's going to move the crowd's tempo yeah. with just using his voice, and that is an art that that number one has been lost but number number two in miami miami is a very superficial city right and i'm from here i'll be the first one to admit it but when you go to a club let's say for instance you're spending 10 8 10 000, 15 000 on a bottle like this may sound ridiculous to people but that's just the truth of what happens here the venue owner is going to want the DJ not only to play some of the best songs and to rock this party but you also need to shout out when someone's spending that kind of money, exactly. you also need to shout out the kind of ladies that are going to be there. You need to command the entire party with yeah. just your voice. Yeah. And that art is an insane art that I don't think a lot of people even notice it when they're in the club. They're yeah, bouncing they around they don't. because it's done yeah. so well yeah. only by the elite DJs. Yep. And this is what I guess you're talking about when you're talking about Komodo rocking a mic. Yeah. And like. Yeah. You could be the baddest DJ, correct? And just, I learned that very quick yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, and and just DJ like on a on a yeah. regular level, but to command a party with your voice yeah. is top tier. Something else, top tier, yeah. right? That's only for the charismatic yeah. DJ. That's only for a DJ that can. Yeah. You know, that's for like the elites of the elites, the type yep. of DJs that get paid to go to other cities yep. and kind of rock it. So. Yep. I want people to know about that, right? I yeah. want people to, I don't know about it because I've been around you for so long yeah. and you've explained it to me, but I want people to understand why, number one, that's so important, but number two, yeah. why that separates someone from, let's say, for instance, a regular person who's yeah. just going to rock a party. Yeah. So, you know, you look at places like Komodo, uh, Swan, Live, Story, mm. you know, those parties at Club Space and all that stuff. Those, like I said earlier, they're another level of mm -hmm. party, right? And what it's what some people call like bottle service clubs, right? Where it's like, unless you're buying a bottle mm -hmm. or buying a table, like, and sometimes not even a bottle. Sometimes you got to buy a whole table with like, mm -hmm. and get like four or five bottles to get in there. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like, it's like you said, you got to make them feel very special. And I'll add to what you said, you got to encourage them to spend even more. And I think that that's what makes it like, that's what makes you the elite of the elite, right? There's only a couple guys that I've heard. And I, you know, that I've personally heard, I'm sure there's more, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. there's a couple guys here that are absolutely incredible. And I realized there how important it was. And now, again, that's why I said I had to like relearn or like, or learn something new or like it, it felt like a whole different other world of DJing mm -hmm. is getting on the mic. It's still something that I'm, I'm, I'm still working on. I've gotten better. And the only way you're going to get better, obviously, is just to continue to do it. Um, but yeah, you have to get on the mic. You have to encourage people to spend money. That's what it's about. If you can do that, that's the ultimate goal. Being charismatic, all that stuff, right? That's the ultimate goal. Can you do that? Can you do that? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where I learned that, that, that that's what I needed to do. So I was like, all right, so mm -hmm. I guess that's just what I'm going to have to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Took a couple of shots, took the edge off <laughs> and I got on the mic and it was, I mean, 
man, not, up until like a couple of that or like five, six months ago, it was really bad. It's still mm-hmm. not where I want it to be, yeah, you know, sure. personally, but you got to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and just get on the mic. If you want to be there and you want to do those gigs here, especially in Miami, mm-hmm. especially in Miami, I think you can go to other spots and get away with it. But here in Miami, if you want to, you want to be there, you want to be a live, you want to be a story, all that stuff, which it's a personal goal of mine because that's what I set out to do from the beginning. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have to be on it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's interesting that you say that, bro, because like a lot of times and this is kind of where like I want to kind of emphasize, you know, even for a lot of people, bro, they go. I think the biggest deterrent, let me just if you can give me a second to gather what I want to say. There's a lot of times where people will get to the pinnacles or to the peaks or to what they considered is, okay, I've struggled enough. Now mm. it's time for me to meet some good yeah. stuff or me maybe get some like yeah. some good meat yeah. on my side. Yeah. A lot of times people will get to certain particular levels in their career and then realize that like, okay, cool, this is where I'm at. And then even if they plateau, they're subconscious because they're stopping the learning process, yeah. I think. Yeah makes them kind of stagnant in a way or like in other words like they begin to rest on their laurels you know what i mean and you know i think that that in and of itself is a crazy lesson to learn because even when you get to sections where you're playing at these really really prestigious clubs or whatever the fact that most people will say, okay, cool. Like I've gotten to this place. This is a really like what I think would be like a pinnacle part. 99% of people don't necessarily make it to that level. They're not going to go anything. I've done it well. And so then I kind of just like, this is what works for me. So like, fuck anyone who think that this is, you know, like anyone who questions me in other words, because look, I'm I'm at Komodo or I'm at space or I'm at live or whatever the case is. And so you know, what separates that from, okay, let's say, for instance, there's a thousand DJs. Mm-hmm. Only 40 of them are going to play at places like that. Yeah. Maybe even less, less than that. Less, less, less than that. Yeah. So let's say, for instance, only 20 of them are yeah. going to play like that. And maybe they'll continue playing at those places like that. But it's really only the top five. Imagine yeah. a thousand DJs and only five of them really can be like, okay, I'm going to not only play at those places like that, but I'm going to play at even more, right? I'm going to give it, I'm going to take it to, this is where regular people stay at. This yeah. is where the elite stay yeah. at. And this is where like the the God tier yeah. type of cats yeah. are at. Right. So it's the fact that you are willing to, even at that stage, put some certain things to the side and be like, you know what, dude, like I still have to learn even at that age or even at that level, I should say, and still be receptive to that because Mm. most people are not going to be that way. Yeah. They'll be like, Oh, this is what I know. This is what I worked for me. Exactly. And that's one thing about, you know, DJing and I'm sure in, in other careers, maybe like even like in the jewelry game, like things are, ever evolving things mm-hmm. change what might mm-hmm. be hot we might be sitting here and then in two years you don't need a mic anymore now if you're on the mic too much now it's you know that can happen like things mm-hmm. just like i've already seen i haven't been djing long enough but even in the five six years that i've been doing it i've seen things go and come back mm-hmm. already you know what mm-hmm. i mean so imagine over like the span of like 15 20 years you know what i mean like you've yeah. probably seen a bunch of different things come and go you know what i mean so you're always as a dj gonna be learning and you always need to understand that you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they always be receptive 
to learning and to not being like, oh, well, I know everything or like, no, I mean, you might know everything what it was in 2022. Mm -hmm. You might know what it was in 2017, Mm -hmm. but do you know what it is in 2025? You know, like it's going to be a different, a whole different game. And, and every gig, every, every gig is different. Like even, even if you're at Komodo every night or live every night, that's different from night to night. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing, how do you do that though? How do you, how do you put that to the side? Right? Like, how do you, how do you, uh, because there's a bunch of haters or right. like haters or not people who know it all. Right. Everyone behind a keyboard knows it all. Everyone who's never DJed knows it all right. about DJing. How do you know when what they're telling you is correct? And then how and, and what do you tell like, OK, cool, like I actually have to learn from that. Like, how do you become a sponge and know when to take that correct advice or not? Um, I mean, I just I guess I just see it from the guys that are there. Mm-hmm. Right. So if, for example, if I'm a Komodo and, you know, when I was at Komodo, Lewis was like, oh, well, he would always be like, yo, you got to get on the mic and say this or do that or whatever. Like he was essentially like forcing me, mm-hmm. even though I didn't want to. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like um, he's the guy running the party. So he knows what's good. You sure. know what I mean? Like he sure. knows like I, I need you to be on the mic, bro. Like that. It's a, it's a, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like it, it's like that, man. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I, yeah, it's just like that. The guys that are there and are doing it and have seen it and are seeing it and running it, mm-hmm. if that's what they want, you know what I mean? Like, that's another thing. It's like whatever they want at that venue, which is what that's what they want at those venues. Like, you got to go with it. You're not the owner guy. You're not mm-hmm. the guy running the party. You know, you're the DJ. So whatever they want, whatever vibe they want, they want you to be on the mic, be on the mic. They want you to play the French national anthem for, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, for yeah. the bottom. And, and that's yeah, happened. I've, I've, you I've know? seen that. I've seen that. And you do it. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of have to put, like, whatever ego or pride or whatever you think is right. You know what I mean? Like, and just like I said, be willing, be open to it, man. Be open to it. Like that's the game. Like that's, that's it's, this is all a business, you know, as much as like, this is a dream and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's my dream, but this is also a business and you got to do business the right way. What would you say to kind of wrap up this conversation? Cause I think it's been a really, really interesting and uh, compelling type of conversation i think it's going to resonate with a lot of people that are kind of going through what you would say now that you know right and and you know i hate to ask questions like this because sometimes they get categorized as like you know like the facebook one that that like you see like a 200 year old lady or like a 150 years old or however the fuck old (laughs) she is you know what i mean and they're like what's the secret to life lady and she's like oh well you know i drank a lot of wine you know i hate those kind of conversations i fucking detest them you know but but i want to be able to give some maybe some real advice to someone who is maybe going through kind of like yeah. the same struggle that you went through, maybe has a daughter, maybe, you know, whatever. They're going through some sort of thing that their self-doubt is winning over their yeah. um, dream, in right. other words, right? right? right. So right. like their rationalization, I don't know if I said that word yeah. right, but is winning over there. And then like, you get the success story because guess what? Not everyone is going to be successful. Some people yeah. are going to go for it, going to go for the dreams and they're going to suck and they're just going to end up being T-Mobile <laughs> managers and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? But for that particular person who doesn't necessarily have all the courage, doesn't necessarily yeah. have it. And, you know, at the time that we were, we were coming up, we didn't have like, maybe there were podcasts or anything like that, but we didn't even know about that. You yeah. know what I mean? We didn't, we didn't have anybody to necessarily give us that push. So, yeah. What would you say to someone who's kind of in your similar situation, yeah. who who now sees you like as a successful DJ in one of the hottest cities in Miami and you're doing your thing and at one point you weren't doing your thing? What would you give to someone who is 
maybe in between jobs, maybe yeah. in between a passion project that they are considering and that they want to move that, what would you tell that particular person? And and try, and what I want you to be is just, I want a raw emotion answer of what yeah. you genuinely think is that one particular yeah. thing that they can maybe tap into. Yeah. Uh, just one of the, th- I mean, one of the things that you said before I answer that, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily see myself yet as like a successful, like I have a different vision for what a successful DJ is. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not there yet. And that's, and that's okay. Also, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But just, mm-hmm. I, I, I reached that goal that I wanted no, to, but to, you to are, sur- survive well, okay, but yes, okay, off fine. of it. I mean, I, successful in the way that like I can live off of it. You sure. know what I mean? Like, and, and, it's, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, pretty cool yeah. and all that stuff. So, but definitely like, I don't, you know, want to sit here and be like, oh, well, let me teach you the ways and like all this stuff because like there's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot more to it and all that. But, um, you know, I think that people don't go after what they want to go after because they're afraid of what other people are going to think. Right. Mm. I, I think that's ultimately what, that's the root cause, right? What's my mom going to think? Oh, they're going to laugh at me. Oh, my best friend is going to think that, you know, well, he's, well, he's going to do it like, my barber's going to laugh at me. That That's all things that happened to me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it happened to me and I had to like put that to the side because at the end of the day, they don't, you know, they don't live the life for you. They're not at T-Mobile or like at whatever job miserable. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when it's all said and done, bro, like all those same people that, for example, in my case, right. I can only talk about like with me, but like now they all look back and they're like, yo, dude, like I remember when, like I laughed at you, you know, like my mom all the time, my barber, he's like, yo, I remember I laughed at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it's going to go away if you work, you know, if you work for it and and you're successful and all stuff, it's going to go away. But really what I think of, and I hate to get so deep, but like, you know, it's not, I always say it's not that deep. You know what I mean? It's not that deep. And what I mean by that is like one day, like this is going to be deep, <laughs> but one day we're like, we're going to die. You know what I'm saying? Like. Or we're not or we're going to be on our deathbed or whatever the case is like and we're going to look back and be like, well, I didn't do this. I didn't follow this goal. I didn't try to go reach after this dream because I got scared of what my barber was going to say. You know what I mean? Like because my barber was going to laugh at me. You know what I mean? Sure. When he and my well, that's my brother. Like he loves me. I love him. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to you know single him out, but I'm just an example. But like eventually when you die, bro, you're just and I tell you this all the time. You're just an Instagram post, bro. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is when you die, someone will be like, yo, R.I.P. Mellow, man. He was a great dude. And then the next slide on that story is going to be like, yo, I'm out here in uh, Midtown. You know, let's meet up. I'm out here in uh, Fort Lauderdale Beach. Like, let's meet up. Life goes on. Like, it's not that deep, man. Just go do you. Because at the end of the day, you're only going to be an Instagram post, my man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or woman <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah so although what i'm saying is deep my message is that it's really not that deep like go after it who cares what people have to say like don't be afraid of that they don't live the life for you and they're when you die that's it they're not gonna die with you right they're all they're gonna say r.i.p mellow and even the people that were hating like if there was a hater or whatever it is the people that like sure. were real enemies like they'll still be like damn man like damn r.i.p mellow and that and that's it and then and then move on like that's that's the end of it you know what i'm saying so like why not while we're active while we're healthy like just go after it go out and get it whatever it is you want to do whatever it is Mm -hmm. because it's not that deep you know what i mean like it's not that deep so that that, that's all i'll say man like that fear it comes from that don't don't worry about that like don't worry about 
what what other people are going to think or say or whatever the case is, man. Like, just go out and do it. You know what I mean? God damn it, dog. <laughs> Shit. Like right, you went through a wall, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, you asked. Yeah. No, but but that I think that that that's what it is, man. That's what yeah. it is when you come to realize that, like, you know, uh, now I got into the content creation thing, and I I was embarrassed. You know, I was like, what are these people gonna think? Like, oh, this guy's been doing it for five years, but like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Like, it, it is what it is. People laughed at me anyway, so might as well go out and do it. And and you never know, you know. I would have never thought I would have been here, and if I would have just worried about what they thought, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have the opportunity con- to continue to grow. Rather, is what I mean by I wouldn't be here. You know. Yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we've rambled off for about two hours. Uh, number one, I just wanted to thank you, Metal, for taking the time out of your busy schedule i mean if you guys could peel back the curtain of what i'm looking at right now i got his daughter who we've spoken about a million (laughs) times she's on an ipad in front of me uh this is his day with her and he's here helping me out with my stupid ass podcast that hopefully maybe it gets to a couple of people that hear it you know um i want to thank you i want to thank you for chilling with me having a couple beers we're probably going to go have a couple more beers right on the front right now i got my boy creep right now editing um some videos thank you i want to thank you and i want to let you know what you mean to me you know what i'm saying like you're my boy um you know without getting too emotional or fucking whack shit like that but like i've learned so much about you and i admire you so much because you're the type of person who like you know i've always looked up to but number one i you know you you have like this relentless passion for what you do man so you know, I hope it's really resonated with a lot of people in this podcast. I hope a lot of people yeah. hear it and 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 understand that, you know, whatever you know, whatever uh, adversity you're going through, whatever decisions you have to go through, you have someone right to the right of me right now that no. went through that, that ate that shit. You know what I mean? And prevailed. And just because you have a vision and you have uh, an unwavering, determined, relentless way of following your passion no matter what happens in life you know we lightly touched on your divorce and things like that but like a lot of sacrifices were made to be where the hell you're at right now so um you know i thank you for telling your story i thank you for being on this podcast i want to thank people for listening to it for the past two and a half hours or however the hell long this thing was and uh yeah man uh shout out to dj mellow if you guys want to follow him on instagram it's uh it's mellow the dj i believe we'll put it up on the screen right now if you guys want to check him out give him a follow he puts a lot of good content out there for a lot of djs who are just coming up in the game or just interesting content uh, uh, music that you guys can listen to and uh yeah i just wanted to close it out with a big thank you to you thank you for the listeners and uh yeah we'll catch you guys on the next one all right my brother let's get it my guy you Love know. you, bro. Love you. That was the weirdest handshake. That was, that was, but it was our, it's our first, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Typically on my podcast. Typically, the handshakes go a little better. Dale. 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 Boy, how'd that go, though? I thought it went pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dale.